Love Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. And again on the Couch Potato Sports Show, it is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio on our Sunday morning tradition that continues into our ninth season, our 26th episode of the Couch Potato Sports Show, and we're about ready to pound it out starting this week. This one's going to be huge, guys. I'm excited. couple of reasons why. Number one, you're on air. Number two, can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> my understanding is you can hear me. And also, my understanding is that you hear me good. some adjustments. Bang. There we go. The adjustments done. And folks, I'm I'm excited. A couple of reasons why I'm excited. Um first of all, next Sunday, just so that you know, our show program kicks off at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. That will take you up to noon Central Standard Time for kickoff in the NFL on Sunday. So that's number one. Programming note starts next week. Cuervo and I will kick it off early, and we'll take you right up, and we will cover all the games, all the aspects on what we think we're going to see regarding the games on Sundays. That's exciting. For my locals, it is time for Rowland Eagles Varsity Football to kick off, and that kicks off on Friday night as we'll be coming to you from the McKinney ISD Stadium, brand spanking, and I mean spanking new. So much so, that game that we will have will be its second game Friday night in that building. There will be game on Thursday night. That is obviously not our night. But it will be our night on Friday night. Friday night lights start up. Thursday night lights as well this year. More Friday night lights than Thursday night lights. That having been said, that's where we will be. So myself and the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna on the call for the Rowlett Eagles starting our sixth season of covering Rowlett Eagles varsity football. My seventh, but along with Eagle Eyes, the sixth. Uh, So that's exciting. So that's what's coming on this week. Also, uh, on Thursday, just for everybody, in case you didn't know, the NFL kicks off on Thursday night. So a lot of things going on on the Couch Potato Sports Show that we will keep track of. But that being said, let's do this. You didn't know. In case you didn't know. It is Cuervo on a Sunday morning going through the couch potato withdrawals. As we haven't heard from him in a while, glad to have him back on air. How you doing, my friend? Hold on. If I hit the button to bring you on, there he is. How you doing, my friend? It always helps to unmute me, Sonny. I am good to be back. Yes, I have been going through some withdrawals. Um, 
you know, there's there's reasons why I wasn't on two weeks ago, but, uh, you know, you and I discussed that off the air. But I'm here today, and that's all that matters, and I'm ready to talk some uh, division breakdown, Sonny. I know last week we had to take off. Um, you, you had some traveling to do, but we are back and better than ever, and I'm happy to be here, Sonny. How are you? I'm, I'm I'm awesome. I'm still getting over a little jet lag as I woke up at six this morning and had to lay down before we <laughs> before we got going mm. on the show. Um, so a little more, a little lagged, but I am here. We're ready to go and and all set. So yeah, uh, last week traveling, the week before that. Thank you to Blog Talk Radio for having issues to where we couldn't get on air, and then the week before, um, I covered the uh, the. NFC South. So, folks, that's where we're going to start in reality. We're going to head on over to the NFC South. I've already covered it, but my man Cuervo didn't have the opportunity to talk about the NFC South. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to roll to where I thought the divisions were at the time. And to start off in fourth position in that division, I went with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this is a football team right now that is really kind of reeling. And it's reeling for a couple of reasons why. Number one, quarterback issues. Number two, that defense is the only thing that's holding it apart. Guess what? As soon as you put too much weight on your back, it gives in. And that's what's going on down in Tampa Bay. And then you have the horrible head coach of this football team that keeps everything where it's at. And what that is, is that you got Dirk Cotter leading this football team. He is not the guy to re- uh, lead this team, at least in my personal opinion. So I went with the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers fourth in this division in a very, very challenging division because you really have three types of football teams that could be vying for playoff positions, obviously Atlanta, the Panthers, and uh, the Saints. So when you look at Tampa Bay, let's start with mm-hmm. who I think is in fourth place. Is the fourth place the right place for him, them on, in your list? And if it is, or, and yes or no, why? And uh, talk a little bit about what you see regarding the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, so to answer your question, 100%, absolutely, I do think, Fourth place is the right spot for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Listen, they've got some problems going on. That is not a secret, okay? The, the problem I have with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Sonny, is what did they do to improve themselves as a team, okay? Let's, let's not talk about Jameis Winston. Let's, let's just pretend for a second like that is not an issue, okay? Let's just say he is under center for the Tampa Bay Bucks starting week one of the season, all right? Surrounding him. What have they done to improve their roster? 53-man roster. I haven't seen it. And even in the draft, I didn't, I didn't really see them make a huge impact. I mean, they, they, they traded down a couple of times. Yep. And, um, and they, uh, you know, got a guy that, you know, I mean, may or may not make an impact. But other than that, Sonny, I mean, I, I haven't seen – anything that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have done to improve themselves as a football team. And it's, it's crazy because I, I remember last year I picked Tampa Bay to win this division and, and they made me look so silly that I have no choice this year, but to put them in uh, last, you know, that that's the price they pay uh, uh, on my prediction for making me look so bad. They get last place. 
Yeah, and this is a football team, like you said. Even if Jameis Winston didn't have the -the off-the-field problems, that is a gaping hole for this football team as they move forward. So what you would need to see, I think, if if I'm looking at this football team, I need to see more from this guy. Let's just say forget the -the off-the-field immaturity BS that this guy brings you week in, week out, whenever Mm -hmm. he is there. Um, what the situation is, how, what is he going to do to improve? And this is the year, if Jameis Winston is going to be that breakout player or that player that you got to watch, let's put it that way. All right, this is a guy, this is what has to happen. He's got to step up this year, become the leader of that ball team. And he did that because of his off-the-field problems, because when you look at it, guess what? You have to question his his actual leadership abilities on a football team that really has nothing going for it in reality, especially within this division. Yeah, and, and I mean, you look at the rest of the division, Sonny, and every other quarterback is, is established, has playoff experience. Uh, one of them has a Super Bowl ring. And, and the other one, yep. actually the other, all three of them have been to a Super Bowl. Okay, so... That's, that is a huge uh, expectation in that division as far as the quarterback position to, to win games and, and make the playoffs. And, and I just don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are, are, are even sniffing the playoffs yet. So that really, to me, is, is another you know, uh, factor as into why I'm picking him finishing last. So now let's add in the fact that Winston is suspended, Sonny, since we're on the subject of quarterback. Of course. Brian Fitzpatrick. That's who they have to work with the first month of the season. Right now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but we've seen Ryan's pick Fitzpatrick, Sonny, and his career, he's, he's just kind of been like uh, you know, one of them, uh, kind of like the, uh, you know, one of those guys that just kind of tours around teams. He, he's, he's a uh, traveling – I forget the term, what it's called, but he's a guy that just kind of jumps from team to team. He's a nomad in the NFL. He's going from team to team, just kind of playing back up every now, you know, wherever he goes. And, and now he assumes that – yeah, he's a journeyman. There you go. That, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. He's a journey, journeyman's quarterback. And, I mean, look, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of guys that would love to, to trade places with him. So, uh but is he a guy that, that can lead you to the postseason or, or, or even for in, you know, within this division make you competitive? No, I, I just I don't think he is. I mean, you saw well, what he did from New York Jets. And that was the best work that he's done is as a New York Jet. And even then he couldn't get those guys in the playoffs. But you know what he also does is he creates a problem with your quarterback position. And that problem is, is that – Oh my, you know, Jameis Winston, what happens if this guy actually wins some game from, wins some games from him? Then you got a quarterback controversy in Tampa Bay that they don't need. They need that solidified quarterback that will be there for years and years to come. And when you throw in, when you throw him in the mix, Cuervo, if he starts playing good, then you got a you got a quarterback controversy, and that football team needs to have the 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 star position be the star. And the problem when you're in the Fitzpatrick, and there's exactly what you talked about. You got an average guy at the quarterback position, really in reality motivating a young guy that needs that motivation, needs that leadership, needs that mentorship. And guess what? 
that's only going to cause problems for this football team in reality when you look at it. Yeah, it very well could. And, you know, I mean, that, and that's going to be up to uh, the, uh, who's the head coach. It's not Dirk Cotter anymore, is it? I think he's, he's, he got axed, if I remember correctly. I'm trying to think of who the, the head coach down in Tampa is now. No, it's uh, anyways, Dirk Cotter, big man. It's it, Dirk it Cotter's the Dirk head Cotter. coach of that football okay. team. And, and, and they kept the and they kept them and they kept them on Cuervo, which is the other my my other big problem with them. <laughs> well, we, everybody knows that listens. Everyone that listens to this show knows you are a huge Dirk Cotter fan. So, yeah, uh, that's it. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, aside from that, uh, you know, it, it's. I guess the question you have to ask yourself is: Is Dirk Cotter the type of guy or the type of coach? that would turn around and, and make the decision to keep the hot hand. Is he a Jim Harbaugh? You know, I mean, Jim Harbaugh is the only one that I can think of right now that actually stuck with a guy that was winning over yep. the guy that was supposed to be the starter. So if he's got that type of, of uh, I guess, courage to make that change, now it becomes – what does Tampa Bay do with James Winston? And this may be, this may very well be their scapegoat reason to try and get rid of James Winston. Now, should they have and those kind of both? <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it, it all depends on how the season goes for for Tampa Bay. But now, should they have to discreetly find a way to take, uh, you know, run James Winston out of Tampa Bay? No. The guy has shot himself so many times in the foot. I, I'm wondering if he still has a foot, okay? Yep. That's how many times he shot himself. So, so them trying to discreetly find a way to get rid of Jameis Winston, I think is unnecessary. Look, if you're going to get rid of him, get rid of him. Like, there, there's, I mean, half of, half of you know, the NFL probably feels that they should get rid of him. Um, but it's ultimately up to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers whether they're going to do it or not. Um, if I remember correctly, I think that 2013 is when they got drafted. So I'm pretty sure that rookie contract is about to expire. So yep. Tampa Bay's got a decision to make here. You know, do they stick with a guy that could potentially get them to the postseason one day once Drew Brees retires, once Matt Ryan, you know, is is you know on the downslope of his career, and once Cam Newton, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, Cam Newton's probably going to be the only competition in that division once those two things happen. Uh, if you don't get beat up before then. Right, right. Yeah, I know we'll get to Carolina here in a little bit, but uh, you know, do do they do they stick with Winston? Do they feel like he's a winner or do they maybe wait and see what, what comes out of the college level? I don't see anything anytime soon, to be honest with you, Sonny. So um, for them to wait on a on a college quarterback, he's probably a freshman right now, or might even be a senior in high school. Like that's how depleted the the quarterback position is in the game of college football for the next year or two. I would say probably the best potential that you have in the college game right now is Jake Fromm, who's about to be a sophomore at Georgia, not and not a redshirt, like a true sophomore. So. Yeah. You're talking at least another a year, about a year or two before he's even going to be eligible to be drafted. So Tampa Bay's got to start thinking like, you know, is that a kid that we try and, and, and position ourselves to get? Or do we stick with Jameis Winston, 
and and try to get him the help that he needs to to keep himself out of trouble off the field and kind of just stick with him. So and that, I'm that's get, what I'm I get, see with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, and just uh, I got a message here from Todd. Todd says there's no controversy. I'll tell you, there could be a controversy. Um, you look at that schedule: New Orleans, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. One, two, and three. Those games were losses with Jameis Winston. I'm sorry, they just were. And and if if there's a way Ryan Fitzpatrick can win a couple of those games, even by accident, there is a problem. There is a controversy whether or not you think that they're going to ride the storm out with Jameis Winston. It, if if Ryan Fitzpatrick gets the victory against New Orleans, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, two of those three teams, I'm going to tell you right now, Jameis Winston is in very, very big trouble for his job. Even though they're live and die by him, and Dirk Potter, the only reason why he's the head coach is because of Jameis Winston. He better thank his lucky stars that Jameis Winston was there, or he would not be a, uh, he wouldn't be a guy that they had to worry about. So, you know, that, that's Tampa Bay pretty much in a nutshell. But that having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. We're going to move on to the next team. I went to – wait, one second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Is this who I think it is? Hold on. Wait a second. Oh, I, I think, think – Uh-oh. I, hope I so. Let me just <laughs> hit this button here. Yeah, there it is. Just in time. Just a good old boy. Just a good old boy. Just a good old Sonny, did you did you mute yourself, Sonny? Might be screening the call. Give us a second. Just so you know, this is Bryce from Brooklyn. This is Bryce. What's going on, Bryce? How you doing? <laughs> What's going on? How are you? Uh, not too, not too bad. Um, we're just going over the um, the NFC South right now with Sonny. I don't know what happened to Sonny. He might have muted himself, or he's having some technical difficulties. But so we were. Just I know what happened to him. He, he he couldn't take the fact that his his Jacksonville Jaguars actually beat my Steelers in the playoffs, <laughs> and he has to admit that his Jaguars are actually progressing. Um, I know he hates to admit that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it, it takes a lot for Sonny to uh, to be impressed or to 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 get his trust. So, so, and that's even with his own football team, which is which is which, um, it's crazy to think about. But yeah, we were just talking about Tampa Bay, Bryce. I don't know um, your feelings on on Tampa. We both have them finishing last in the NFC South this year. I just think that you know, despite the Jameis Winston situation, you know, just for a second, you, you, you pretend like it didn't happen. What if? What has Tampa Bay done, in your opinion, to improve their whole 53-man roster as a whole? Like, I get it. You know, they, they drafted Vita via the tackle out of uh, Washington, and then that's going to be a, a big addition for them. Him next to Gerald McCoy is a scary thought. At the same time, though, what, what else have they really done to improve their roster? Doug Martin leaves. Um, you know, Deshaun Jackson's a year older. Mike Evans, you don't know what you're going to get with him. So, real quick, what's your thoughts on Tampa Bay? Well, well, well here's the thing. 
It just seems to me, when I look at Tampa Bay, I see some talent, but I see it in spots. I like their linebackers. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like their linebackers. I like Mike Evans. You know, I think there's some young pieces there to work with. But Tampa Bay is a team, to me, that really, really – and this is where I do agree with Sonny. Tampa Bay is a team, to me, that really needs excellent coaching. Um, to really bring out, like, like if put it like this, I think I think you'll agree you'll agree with me on this. If you took Todd Bowles and put him on Tampa Bay, that team could probably win eight nine games because Todd Bowles is a good good head coach. I think he's a good coach. Um, he takes what he has and he works with it. I don't know if the coach if Dirk right now is really is he really an, a guy that's going to take the talent they have right now and be able to squeeze every little bit out of it. I'm just not sure. Yeah, no, that, and, and that's a good point. Um, you know, I, I, Sonny, Sonny will be the first one to tell you he's not a Dirk Cotter fan. One bit. He, he, I mean, he, he, you know, it goes, that goes back to the days with him being in Jacksonville and the, the type of offense that he ran uh, over down there when, when uh, MJD was there and, and they were, you know, on and off playoff teams. So the things that he did in, in Jacksonville, then he went to Atlanta, if you remember, and, and he kind of watered that offense down too. And I think that's the issue that, that we have with Dirk Cotter. It's exactly what you talked about. You know, he's, he's a coach that has, you know, issues bringing out the best in his guys. And, uh, you know, his, just his lack of creativity, really, he's a predictable head coach if you think about, uh, his history, and he, he's been that type of coach, offensive coordinator, where he can be predictable at times. Uh, and, and if if it's predictable to to a fan like you and I sitting on our couch watching NFL Red Zone or however you watch football, uh, then it's obviously predictable to to those to those guys across the field. So, Dirk um, Cotter is lucky to have a job in the NFL. I've heard every word that you guys said. Um, I am testing new equipment, so that's the reason why I'm in and out uh, just to it. let everybody know. So, um, and got it's it. actually it's good it's going down now because we got uh, Rowlett Eagles football starting on Friday. So this it's not that fact that it went down. I'm just testing a couple of things. But you're, you're absolutely right, Bryce. This is a football team that right now that has got a lot of problems, and, but they're they're good in spots and not good in others, and that's going to be the di- the difference uh, for that football team. So that having been said, since we're kind of we're, – we're going to move into a time rush here, so I'm going to go ahead and we're going to move on to the team that I thought, at least is when I looked at it, um, was going to finish uh, third in this division. And this is probably going to be a shock if you didn't listen to the show, Cuervo. The Atlanta Falcons are a football team that have been doing well. And then all of a sudden now they can't get over, you know, this football team just can't get over the hump. They just can't get there. And I think they're going to take a step back this year, so much so, Cuervo, that I don't, I don't see how they even make the playoffs unless they have the breakout season that they should have had two years ago with the Julio Jones, with the Matt Ryan, with mixing in a couple of guys in there. I'm just still not getting that with this football team, Cuervo. So when I look at this football team and I see where it's going and where they are, I just see two other teams that are ahead of them in reality. I moved and had the Atlanta Falcons in third in this division is that the right spot for them, or do you have them in a different spot? And what do you look at when you look at the Atlanta Falcons? 
Sonny, is that for me? Were you asking me that question? Or yeah, yeah, that's for you. We're, we're, we'll cover, we're covering it in. Uh, so I thought I'd bring up, a, what, what do you think about the Atlanta Falcons? Yeah, so you know what, Sonny? I, I, I kind of had them back and forth a little bit. I've been kind of juggling around the, uh, the, I, you know, the I guess, where I want to put them. I finally decided I'm going to put them third. Um, I just uh, I just kind of feel like, you know, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan is going to be a guy that, you know, for the next few years, you're going to feel that loss. Uh, him, him leaving to San Francisco last year, uh, I, I think you saw that with the offense. Uh, I'm not saying that the offense is, is below average or anything. I just don't think that, you know, once again, we were talking about just the same thing with Tampa Bay where you don't get the best out of what you have. It's the same thing with the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, that that football team should be a top five offense every year because they're solid in just about every position except, I guess you could say, maybe tight end. But other than that, I mean, that's a team that has everything that you want in an offense, you know, quarterback with, with, with a good enough arm to make the throws. You got, you got good tall receivers. You got, you got a running back that, that is not afraid to make contact. Uh, and, and you have an offensive line that, you know, provides very good protection. So this offense has had just, just about everything you want. And, you know, they're a team that, that um, just doesn't produce like, 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 like they should. So, you know, again, I mean, that, this is another team that I think could really could do a lot more if they had the right coaching. Do we lose Sonny? Uh, he might be testing his equipment again. I don't know what happened, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I I don't I don't know, Bryce. I mean, I I, I kind of see the same thing with with Atlanta as. as is what we just talked about with the Falcons. Uh, you know, just again, I mean, I've been over a year now, but I think it's going to be a couple of years where you're kind of, you're going to see the the loss of Kyle Shanahan and how it's going to affect this Atlanta Falcons uh, football, you know, offense. So, uh, I don't know. Am I on? What's your Am I on? You are now. I, I, you I, are now. I, 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 I'm turning into Cuervo in the mute the mute machine, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, but ro- rolling through that, I apologize. You know where we're at, but uh, Bryce, what do you think about Atlanta? That's a football team that's got to get better with the personnel that they got because that window's not going to be open very long for them to continue with what they're doing. Because if they don't satisfy Julio Jones, that guy could be gone fairly soon as well. You know, one man's one man's loss could be the team's gain, and let me explain. You never want to lose Julio Jones. But the Atlanta Falcons over the years, and I think we saw this, um, you know, even in their Super Bowl year, you know, basically losing it because I don't believe anything with Kyle Shanahan. I don't care what people say. I think he's a big ego guy. You know, he's got that Todd Haley thing I've always talked about here. And, and San Francisco's going to find out one day that this guy is not the guy to lead you. Um, but I think even if you lose a Julio, like 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 the Steelers, probably going to lose Le'Veon, unfortunately. If you can build the pieces around him and then develop a personality where you got the quarterback, you know you got your guy, where you're going to run the football and become a very physical team, which they have the tools to do, 
I think you can play to a. I think you can play more to your defense, particularly at home where they're very good. Atlanta has a chance to be successful, but they got to be able to punch people in the mouth consistently and run the football. Because if you rely on Julio and Matt just to throw it, when Julio's gone or if he's not there, then your offense falls apart. But if they build it around a physical style, which I think they were going, give the football to those running backs, you know, and let Matt Ryan. Um, control the game based on the running game. You know, don't sleep on Atlanta because I think from a physicality standpoint and a talent standpoint, they can hang with, with Carolina who likes to be physical and the Saints who have, you know, Alvin Kamara who can really wear you down in the run game. I, don't, I think we just want them to prove it now. I, you know, it, it's been, you know, they've had four years with Julio and Matt Ryan to get this job to, where it was feasible for them to be good. It was feasible for them to make it into the playoffs. It was feasible for them to be Super Bowl bound. And now we want them to prove it. And they failed miserably last year. I'm sorry they did. And you, you watched the games just as much as I did. You and I probably both had them sitting in the NFC Championship game going into it, and they failed miserably miserably at that. So now I want them to prove it. That's why I dropped them down to maybe making the playoffs. If they make the playoffs and they do like, and like I even said, when we were first going here, if they can actually get that thing up and running and going the right direction and doing what they need to do, winning football games and not losing the games they shouldn't lose. And that was another big thing with them last year, losing football games they shouldn't lose. Then maybe I'll trust them a little bit. But right now I'm not trusting that football team to do anything. So that's the reason why I put them in the third place. And then let's go ahead and move on to the team I had in second place. Panthers taking a beating here in preseason, and that is not good for them. That's going to be a problem for them. So that having been said, Cuervo, I have the Carolina Panthers in second. Depending on how much this guy gets beat up, this is a year Cam Newton has to stand out and star and not get hurt. And right now, I mean, last night he took a beating, got a black eye. They thought he had a concussion, uh, so they uh, avoided that problem, especially going into week number one. You want your number one quarterback, uh, so they do get him. But, man, this guy is just asking to get beat up, and those defensive players are looking forward to putting the, and laying the smack down on Cam Newton. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean uh, you know, this is a team that, I mean – we didn't expect the Panthers. I don't last year to make the playoffs. So um, they, they surprised everybody. They surprised a lot of people. Um, you know, when, when I look at Carolina, um, you know, I look at a team that has, you know, done done a couple things to improve their roster. Not nothing spectacular, uh, but uh, the only reason I don't have them winning this division is be, just because of how powerful I think the Saints' offense can be. Um, but, uh, you know, when, when it comes to Carolina, yeah, I think, I think the, 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 the decision-making of Cam Newton is going to be the key. Like, he can't be a guy that, that gets too, uh, too dangerous out on the field. He, ha- he has to learn how to just be a guy that, that lets, kind of lets the game come to him. Uh, and allows things to happen instead of always trying to make things happen, if that makes any sense at all. Um, because that's, that's how the good, you know, the good quarterbacks do things. You know, they, they allow things to happen on its own. You know, it, it's all about patience. And I think Cam has problems at times being patient. He's, he, he wants things to happen. He wants them to happen quick. And sometimes 
it just doesn't work that way. So he has to learn how to be a little bit more patient as a quarterback and let the plays develop, let his receivers do their job, let the offensive line do their job. And, you know, I think this could be, this could be a team because defensively I'm not, I'm not too concerned. Uh, as long as Luke Heakley's in the lineup, uh, I, I'm not too concerned with, with them uh, on defense. Uh, so with that said, I mean, I, th- that, that, this is a team that I think we could see right back in the playoffs as a wild card. Uh, I don't think they get a whole lot better, but I don't think they get worse either. They're about the same where they were last year, and so that, that's why I've got Carolina finishing second as well. I think we're, we have the exact same order once again, Tony, with, when it comes to uh, the NFC South. Definitely. Uh, you know, Bryce, what, what are your thoughts, uh, what are your concerns about the Carolina Panthers as they move into this upcoming season? As we have them in second, which that could be, they could be on the bubble to make a wild card. Boy, I tell you what, Cuervo and, and Sonny, you two have drank the Kool-Aid, meaning you've let the front office off the hook. We need to stop talking about Cam Newton. We know the quarterbacks have to play well in this league. We know Cam, he, you know, he's shown the talent and done it. When are we going to hold the front office accountable? Get this guy more weapons. The key to the Carolina Panthers this year, their defense I think will be there. Christian McCaffrey, time for these guys to step up. You know, time for these guys to – who's the backup tight end? Olsen's getting a little longer in the two. Who are the receivers that are going to start making plays and maybe get into the top 15 on this team? you know, in terms of stats and yards and start making plays. I need these other guys to step up. My, I'm throwing a red flag on the Carolina skill positions. Christian McCaffrey needs to, needs to make that offense go, meaning we know Cam Newton's the catalyst. We know that. But quarterback's got to have weapons. And Christian McCaffrey's got to be a guy, look, they drafted you. You know, you're, you're supposed to be a dynamic player. I need to see it. It's time, you know, you have to step up for your quarterback, make plays, and so do their receivers. Um, even if Cam, some of the balls are not going to be perfect. Go get it. You got to go make a play. You got a quarterback that's a top ten talent. They got to continue to surround him with more weapons. They should be about building weapons around Cam that fit the style of offense they want to run. That should be their number one focus. Well, the problem with that. Hold on, just before I say what I'm going to say, I completely agree with you, but. At the same time, the idea of a Cam Newton, when you grab a Cam Newton, okay, and that is real simple, is to make him a superstar. The fact of the matter is is that he's got the superstar status, but he hasn't done what superstars do. And what do superstars do? Superstars make talent out of nowhere. All you got, heck, all you got to do is take a look at Peyton Manning. All you got to do is take a look at Tom Brady. All you got to do is take a look at Drew Brees. These guys and Aaron Rodgers, these are the superstars that make name, household names out of uh, Pierre Gosson, okay? All right, so that's what I think, and that's not the best thinking, just to let everybody know, is what Cam Newton has got to uh, at some point do in his career. Will it happen this year? Don't know. Doubt it. Uh, but will it happen next year? Don't know. Doubt it. But until that happens, I'm in full agreement with you. You got to get them something because you can say whatever you want. And if you think Steve Smith is a Hall of Famer, go ahead, live your life. Just let me know what color the sky is in your world. Um, you know, and then I'll then I'll go with you. That the last weapon he had was Steve Smith. What did he do with it? 
Okay, so now it's time for him. And I think the Carolina Panthers and the front office is, is let's let's see what he can do with a lesser and him being the star, and let's let's see if we can do it. Um, I don't think they're I, I, they're they're in a lot of trouble. I mean, as a franchise and the future of the franchise, because sooner or later Cam Newton's going to be out there as far as rumors on being on a different football team. Maybe not next year, but the year after that. And the Carolina Panthers are going to have to do a couple of things. Number one, get Cam Newton the weapons right now, but they're not doing it. Or B, you might have a situation where Cam Newton might see the greener pastures be a little bit better for him, and he may take his talent someplace else. And Cuervo, that is not what the Carolina franchise needs because obviously he is the head of that franchise as far as spotlight player. Yeah, and, uh, and and it's not even close. I mean, Cam Newton is absolutely the star of the football team. Now, I will say, you know, I, I you know, Bryce does make a, a very good point. I'm not I'm not dismissing the fact that, you know, Cam lacks some talent around him, um, and that and that's why I think they should at least consider. You know, and maybe, maybe not everybody agrees with it, but I think they should at least consider. Hey, maybe. Let's let's look into if Des Bryant could be a good fit for us. Okay, it's a great point. Great point. I I, I mean, I, look, De, Devin Funches is your number one guy. I I just I'm not. I like I Devin too. That's yeah. I I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad receiver. Is he a number one guy that that can that can be a guy that can convert third downs or or get Shouldn't you a be. red zone? You know, make you a red zone play when you absolutely need it in a crucial situation. I, I haven't really seen it from him, to be honest with you. Um, and even at the running back position, look, I know a lot of people are are like in love with Christian McCaffrey. I'm not. I'm I'm not sold on him completely. I he maybe he's just not my kind of running back, but I I just don't. Uh, I think they could, you know, maybe bring in somebody else. Uh, I think Jonathan Stewart was the right move. Uh, you know, he was a guy that was continuously uh, being on the injured list. Uh, but when you have a guy, you know, when you have McCaffrey and, and a guy named Fozzy in your, in your backfield, I, I, I'm just not completely sold on it, guys. So I, I think even the backfield could be a little bit better. But, yeah, um, you know, Greg Olson, yes, he, he's getting a little old. So I think, I think the, the, the weapons thing is is – something to be brought up at the same time though all that you know is the i guess the the what really makes that machine move is the quarterback so and and i'm not knocking cam newton at all absolutely not i'm just i'm just stating what i think he could do better because i think cam newton is is an exceptional quarterback and i have nothing against cam newton I just think there are some things that he could do better. And, and I think yep. the patience is, is a big thing for him. Patience. He has to allow and, and things to develop. Absolutely. Patience is going to be the main thing for him as he moves forward. So that that's something to watch out for. And, you know, Greg Olson, definitely utilize that guy if you can. He's 6'5", for God's sake. Utilize him in the in – the, uh, in the red zone and in the uh, uh, end zone and see if you can get them the ball. So, you know, you know, the, pro- the problem is that you had a guy, unfortunately was hurt last year. Uh, so they got to bring him back 
17 receptions, only 191 yards and a touchdown. And when you take away a guy that usually has 80 catches over 1,000 yards and uh, three touchdowns, you take away a weapon that, first of all, wasn't in the lineup. Second of all, he wasn't there for touchdowns for you either. So you got to mold a guy to be a guy. And Greg Olson can be that weapon. So, you know, let, you know, I, I think they need to utilize that one a little bit more as they move forward. And that's where we're at. And that's what brings us to the number one team that I have. And, and looks like Cuervo as well has, a, you know, in this division. Of course, that would be the Saints. The Saints. I listen. I'll be be the first to admit I didn't look at too much of the rosters. I did look at a little bit. But here's where I look at. I look at experience, and this is what I I made my point of when I covered it. I I didn't look at everything that's going on, coaching and everything. Their defense got better. It still looks slow to me, but, hey, you can say whatever you want, Sonny. The defense improved big time. I go with experience in this league right now or in this division right now. And the fact is is that the other quarterbacks within this league have not stepped up to even come close to carrying Drew Brees' jock. That's the reason why that the Saints win this division. You have a Peyton, uh, you have a, uh, Peyton at the head coaching position who I think is back to being hungry at trying to get back to the Super Bowl. And that's another good thing for them because you say whatever you want about everything that's going on. The head coaching position is solid there as well. And all the things that we talked about, the other three teams within this division, the Saints have. That's the reason why I got them winning this division, Cuervo. What do you think about the Saints this year? Obviously, you have them winning the division and making the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I do, Sonny. I do have them make, uh, winning the division, and obviously that means they're going to be in the playoffs again. Look, you know, last year what we saw was, was you know, we didn't – expect that from them you know obviously yep. with Alvin Kamara stepping on the scene the way he did and with him and Ingram being the the one-two punch that they became I think what surprised me more than anything was was Brees' production and, and I'm and I'm not saying that uh you know Drew Brees is is you know lost it as a quarterback I, I'm just what I've been thinking about is he he's getting up there in age yep. you know let's be real about it and when you're when you're at that point in your career, um, the ex, the expect expectation that you know the production's going to start to kind of slow down a little bit. Drew Brees, though, he's the exception, guys. Like, I mean, it, it, if he threw for five thousand yards this year again, would not shock me one bit. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think they have the receiving core to do it, but. Uh, you know, what, what I like about this team, though, is the defense. Look, you already know what you're getting with the offense. I'm not even going to get into that, okay? And I love me some Alvin Kamara, all right? We, I, think you not, I think you know that, Sonny. But um, it, it is going to be a challenge the first month with Mark Ingram suspended. Uh, but, uh, but I think once he comes back, that's when, that's when the, the Saints are, are going to be in, in full swing again. And it's going to be a team that – you know, we'll put up 30 points a game. Now, what I think we need to be talking about, though, is this defense. You know, you said it, Sonny. It, it does seem to look a little slow at times. Uh, I mean, you look at the way their season ended last year in the playoffs. It was off a, of, you know, uh, a missed tackle. Uh, yep. I, I wouldn't say blown coverage. It was just – it was literally – it was a guy that missed, missed a tackle. So, uh, when you think about that, 
oh, who's their their defensive coordinator? I'm trying to think. I know it's I know it's a big name, but off the top of my head, I can't think of who it is. But anyways, the guy that it is, I know for a fact that this defense is going to look better. It's going to be improved, and you know, with Dennis with that Allen. side that I'm sorry, who Dennis Allen. Okay, um, I, I'm, I might be thinking of somebody else then because I, I, I thought it was a bigger name. But look, regardless, you thought it was Rob uh, Ryan, I think. May, somebody like that, but, but I think I think the defense is going to continue to be better. I think that's what the what the focus was on, obviously in the draft. Look, and that's another thing too. I think one of the more underrated draft picks in this draft this year was Marcus Davenport to the New Orleans Saints. I think this is a guy that could potentially be on either on the other side of Cameron Jordan or maybe even take over his spot one day uh, very soon. So, um, you know, all, all the focus was on the quarterbacks and, and things like that, and rightfully so. I mean, you know, we, it, you know, the NFL is, is quarterback-driven league, so, you know, obviously they're going to get a lot of attention. But don't sleep on, on this kid, Sonny. A lot of people kind of uh, overlooked him because of, you know, he went to, I think, UTEP or something like that. But look, this is a guy that that you can tell has the motor that you want in a defensive end, and will be able to get to the quarterback a lot. So, Marcus Davenport, Sonny, is one of the most one of the more underrated first round draft picks, in my opinion, and could very well be, you know, a dark horse pick for for a defensive rookie of the year. That's how much I like this kid. So, um, you know, with the with the defensive improvement that I that I that I see happening with the Saints, they're going to be unstoppable. Uh, I mean, it's going to be very, very hard to beat this Saints team. Well, within this division anywhere. Bryce, what do you think? Did we lose Bryce? You know, my only concern with the Saints is can they consistently perform on the defensive end year in and year out? That's my only concern with them. I think Alvin Kamara is such a great help to a defense. I really like that guy. That guy is a really good back. Um, his speed is elite. He's so explosive. Um, I love the way Sean Payton has adjusted his offense. He's still got the great quarterback, but now he's getting more physical, which I think helps their defense. But those defensive lapses, i.e. against Minnesota, are just such killers. They end seasons. And I just, I'm always skeptical of the Saints on the defensive end, particularly if that team has to go on the road. But with the quarterback, with Kamora, with where they landed – Definitely got them winning this division. I think Carolina, if the skill positions step up, can make it close because they play the type of physical defense yep. and physical style that always give them a chance. Um, you know, with Julio, you can't necessarily count out Atlanta, but I have Carolina slightly over them, and I've definitely got the Saints winning the division. Yeah, I I, I think you're absolutely right. When you're looking at this division, you, you you've got to you've got to look at the guy that got you there that can get you there. And right now, you know, out of all those quarterbacks, if you listen to them, everybody is going to have Drew Brees as the best quarterback within this division, and that includes Matt Ryan because he can't get over the hill. That includes Cam Newton because he can't get the job done. And Atlanta is a or um, and Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. Um, so you, you know where we're at as far as that 
that's concerned. Now, here's what we're going to do. Since we're all set and ready to go, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to go to our first break. When we come back, we'll talk about the AFC South because this is an interesting division in football, and it might have changed just within the last two preseason games with one quarterback trying to make his name and get it back into the you know spotlight. Of course, that being Andrew Luck having some success here early in the preseason. But does that matter? We'll talk about that on the other side. We'll take our quick break on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is that being said. We'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience. So roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. We can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? and take it for a ride, check out Coslo Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Coslo Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at coslowinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement failed to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting located in Rowlett. Did you know that Perfection Body Sculpting doesn't just offer laser lipo and radio frequency for body contouring? We also offer cellulite reduction and skin tightening, as well as thermal lift and cosmetic and collagen facial creams, as well as top-of-the-line facial masks to help reduce fine wrinkles. 
There are also gift certificates as well as gift baskets with awesome products in it. Call today for your appointment and get three 24 gold facial masks with the purchase of a $69 consultation that includes a 30-minute laser lipo session. So contact 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionbodysculpt.com. And welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is that being said, our Sunday morning tradition continues into the ninth season, the 26th episode of the Couch Potato Sports Show in year number nine. Appreciate all those giving us a listen as we're going over the NFL, what we're about ready to see in the divisions as we've been blocked off travel combination of everything, but we're here to get everything ready. Those for my locals, Rowland Eagles Varsity Football starts up on Friday, 7 p.m. as the Rowland Eagles second game ever in the new McKinney ISD brand new building that kind of looks like just a mini version of Sun Devil Stadium. If you know anything about it, you know what I'm talking about. And that's how big high school football is here in Texas. McKinney taking the same route as the Allen Eagles uh, over here, just right down the street from them. Lots of big stadiums being built for high school football tells you what's going on. And we're a part of it here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. That being said, of course, that's the name of this show. We're going to continue on with the uh, AFC South. It's a division that is really kind of crazy. Uh, The division is, you know, do you believe? That's kind of what I look at this division. And, yes, Bryce, I am a little rough on my Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, as far as what they do. Does that change this year? I'm going to let you know here as we're covering the team here in the AMC South, and I'm going to start with the team that is on the bottom. And when we did this, of course, this was uh, about three weeks ago when, when I covered the AFC South, and just more the fact that they are missing their guy, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, I have the Indianapolis Colts in third place, which is the reason why we have this week, so we can reevaluate where you think a team should be. I had him finish fourth in this division, and Andrew Luck right now seems to be lighting it up, and I still have the Indianapolis Colts in fourth place. And the reason being is, is that, this, this, you know, you can talk about anything that you want, Okay. As far as, oh, how do you say it? Um, Expectations. And expectations of an Andrew Luck, let's be honest, they're up there. The expectation for this football team moving into this season is high. And because they got their guy back. And really, in reality, what their expectations this year, it's going to be, you know, but I only got one thing to say about preseason. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Yeah, we're, I mean, exactly. listen, we're talking about practice, not yeah, a game, not a game, not a game. Not a game. Yes. We're talking yes. about practice. And Cuervo, that's where I, that's what I feel about the Indianapolis Colts. Everybody's having a great, you know, loving the fact that they're getting a quote-unquote sharp Andrew Luck back, a more precisioned Andrew Luck. 
My, my, but I want to wait until a game before I change my opinion about where I have the Indianapolis Colts. And it's a combination of things. Number one, their defense is atrocious. Uh, they can't, you know, they, 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 they cannot stop even me, and I should be the easiest one. And then Cuervo, the uncertainty at the quarterback position, although you've you got to feel good about what you've seen in preseason. But is it enough for you to have the Indianapolis Colts not in last in this division? No, no, Sonny, I'm, I've, I'm actually with you. Um, I've got them finishing fourth as well. And, look, and it's not even about that. I don't believe in Andrew Luck or anything like that. It, it's, it's very similar to, to what you're talking about. Um, you know, a little bit different version of, of my reasoning, but it's, it's along the same lines. Look, I like the way that the Colts are bringing Andrew Luck back into the mix, okay? And what I mean by that is I think there's no doubt that he's going to start. Okay, so let's. That, no that's, that's not even that's not even the 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 topic here. What I like though is, you know, I'm looking at the way that they're implementing uh, play calling, even in, in, and even if it is preseason. I, I in this situation, Sonny, that's irrelevant. Okay, what I'm looking at is Andrew Luck when 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 he's out there, he's starting off with short screen passes you know, five to 10 yards. And, and then from there, they work, he, works, he works his way up. I absolutely like the way that Frank Wright, the, the head coach, is, is doing that for him. And, and that's his way to evaluate, okay, what's the bar? Like, where's he at as far as making these throws? All right. Yep. I, and I think that's what you have to do because that's going to allow you to be able to develop that game plan uh, until he gets the strength that he once had, and, 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 and that may never happen again. I mean, when you're talking yep. about a shoulder injury, he may never have the arm strength that he had before he got hurt. So I think at this point you have to, you have to kind of push it a little bit to see um, where, what's your limits with Andrew Luck. So um, I, as I've been watching the way that they've been using him in these preseason games, um, <clears throat> this is a team that definitely – have been they've been utilizing their preseason games at the way that they should be, okay? Yep. And that's where where do we where's our starting quarterback at uh, uh, mentally, physically, all that stuff. So with that being said, Sonny, I think the reason why I still have them finishing fourth, uh, last in this division, is not because I'm not an Andrew Luck fan. People that have been listening to this show for a while know that. There was a point in time where I felt like he was the best quarterback in the league that hadn't won a Super Bowl yet. Okay. Yep. And and that was, and you're comparing that with with veterans that had still to win a Super Bowl. Okay. And I had Andrew Luck ahead of those guys. That's how big of a fan I I was, and I still kind of am of Andrew Luck. I just want to see it on the field. The reason that I I am not completely sold on Andrew Luck yet, though, Sonny. It's because he hasn't played in a year and a half, almost two years yep. now. Look, anybody that hasn't played the game in a year or two, um, unfortunately, they don't just pick up where they left off, all right? It, it, Peyton Man, there, there's only one Peyton Manning. There's only one Tom Brady, okay? Those guys sat out a year, picked up right where they left off, and that's why they're considered, you know, top five quarterbacks of all time. Unfortunately, I don't see Andrew Luck going down that same path when the Super Bowls and 
and statistically becoming one of the top five quarterbacks of all time. However, what I do see is a guy that if they can get the right pieces, I wouldn't even say the right piece. If they can get a defense in Indianapolis, I'm just going to call it spade a spade. If they can get them a defense in Indianapolis, I think the Colts could be a, a playoff team once again. I love the, the pick of Quentin Nelson, the offensive lineman out of Notre Dame. I think that's absolutely what they needed to do, and that's what they did. So um, not a huge fan of T.Y. Hilton. He's a guy that can get you 100 catches a season, and, and that's great and all. Uh, and he's got some good, some good speed. Um, is he a guy that, you know, that um, can out-physical uh, one of these, these tall uh, top corners in the game like a Jalen Ramsey down in Jacksonville? Unfortunately, no. Uh, and, his, and his speed might be the only thing that, that could help him. But, um, you know, it, you can't always just rely on speed. I mean, you've got to have some sort of, of size when it comes to being a, a wide receiver. So I think that's what the Colts are lacking offensively. Um, they did. They did add Eric Ebron, uh, who uh, came from Detroit. Now he's in Indianapolis, uh, and I, I think that's a huge addition for them. Uh, at the right. same time, though, Sonny, I think on the outside, though, I, I think they still need some help, um, and they they need a lot, and I mean a lot of work defensively. So um, just because of that, I, you know, all those things, and the fact that Andrew Luck hasn't you know, been in a regular season game in, in over a year, almost two years. That's why I've got the Colts finishing last. Hey, Bryce, we're, we're in a situation where if the Colts are going to, you know, not only are the Colts where they are, but they got three other teams that have improved dramatically. So it used to be that when you were talking about the Colts, we are talking about a team that, you know, wins this uh, division by default. So that hasn't when you look at this football team, what are you looking at when you're looking at the Colts? And do you have them last in this division? I definitely have them last in the division. And, and guys, I'll have to get off the phone after this. But, um, yeah, I have the Colts last in the division. I agree with Cuervo. He hasn't played. Andrew Luck hasn't played. And then how about the pieces around him? Um, you're just not – it's just, you know, it's just, it starts at the top. Ursay is a poor man's Jerry Jones. You know, he oh, wants yes. to be Jerry Jones, but he doesn't really know how to – he hasn't built this team properly. Um, he, he, he's in the news for all the wrong things. I think, it, I think it starts there. You know, I like Frank Reich. You know, I think he could, he could be a good head coach. Um, you know, I think he's a good mind, a good football mind, but they've got so much to build, and the division's just caught up with them. Um, I think the teams that they're playing against are going to play a physical style with them that, you know, Colts have always had a problem with physicality. That's going to continue. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't really like the pieces around Andrew Luck, coupled with the fact that he hasn't played. Um, before I get off the phone, my winners uh, for, for this division, I've got the Tennessee Titans actually winning this division. Um, I, I mean, I know everyone's high on Jacksonville, but I wouldn't, but I just, when I watch Tennessee play them, Tennessee gets up to play them. They come right at them. There's no fear in them when they play the Jacksonville Jaguars. They look forward to it. And most importantly, they salivate when they play Blake Bortles. <laughs> so that type of momentum counts in football. I got them getting the Jacksonville Jaguars in the division. Blasphemy! The blasphemy! <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Anyway, hey, listen, you right. can say that, but just like the Jaguars beat my Steelers, the Tennessee Titans swept the Jaguars last year. 
Yep. So that will be all dependent upon the quarterback. That's that's for that's for sure. Bryce, thanks for joining us. You're always welcome. I'll try to remember your your area code six four six, and because I, I thought you were somebody else. So, but that having been said, I appreciate you calling in. Of course, that's the name of the show. So there you go. Always Good great. Luck always you, great talking. Yeah, always great talking with you guys, and I look forward to calling in this year. Good luck with your Tennessee Titan picks in the South. That would put them into the playoffs, and at least at worst case scenario, you know, you know, with the uh, division, uh, they'll they'll at least get the first home game. So good luck with that pick, and we'll we'll probably be talking throughout the season. Thanks for joining us, my friend. All right, I'll see you. And Bryce, you know, he, he, listen. He he not only that he 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 brings some knowledge to what we do here, and I, I love having him on. Uh, so he's always uh, definitely welcome on the Couch Potato Sports Show. So that being said, of course, that's the name of the sh- uh, show. That moves us into our next part of the this this division, and it's a scary division because you don't know who you want to trust and who you do want to trust, uh, especially in this division. You know, and and. And this was the tough thing. So when I looked at this division, it, it was definitely something that I was worried about. So when I looked at it, I had right to Tennessee Titans, the ones that he thinks are going to win this division, right there in third place. And one of the reasons why is, is that I, 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 this is the year of I want to see it. This is the year for not for long. This is the year that why don't you just prove what you can do week in and week out. And frankly, I'm going to be honest, at the quarterback position, I don't trust it. And when you don't have trust at your quarterback position, I mean, no. The team may completely trust this quarterback, Cuervo, um, and I want to trust this quarterback. I just don't have it enough in me to trust this quarterback. And, And I will tell you this. When I looked at this football team and where they where they are, you know, kind of are looking, okay, I said this is a team that should win the division. But Cuervo, when I went to the all important schedule, okay, the schedule starts out with Miami, then Houston, of course, an AFC South team, then the Jacksonville Jaguars, an AFC South team, then Philadelphia, Buffalo, Baltimore and the Chargers, first seven weeks. And I did not feel comfortable saying that this team could be five and two, four and three, or for all that matters, three and four, because this is the heck of, you know, this, this is the Jekyll and Hyde team of this division because they don't know who they are. So in reality, Cuervo, I think they got a chemistry problem. I don't know if it comes together, and I don't trust this football team because when you look at the schedule, this is a schedule that is a good schedule for them to go on. The worst-case scenario should be four and three, and I don't think they go four and three in the first seven weeks of this uh, uh, season. And they should go five and five and two, no worse than four and three, Cuervo, and I don't think it happens for them. Yeah, and I'm assuming you. I'm, maybe I missed it, but I'm assuming you're talking about the Tennessee Titans. Yes, ti- did I? Yeah, Titans. Yes, uh, yeah. I I assumed it off of uh, Bryce's pick. Yes. Okay, got it. All right. Um, well, I mean, I've got. I'll just tell you right off the bat, I've got a little bit more love for the Titans than you do. So I think that okay. tells you where I'm going in this in this uh, in the sense of this football team. But you know. <sighs> 
Marcus Mariota aggravates the dog crap out of me, Sonny. Absolutely. And the reason I say that because, you know, you're you're talking about Jekyll and Hyde as a team, but but Marcus Mariota is the Jekyll and Hyde in, in, within himself. Every time I thought he was going to have a big game, he let me down. Every time I didn't expect much out of him, he had a huge game. And it may be because he was my backup in fantasy football last year. Could why be. I got so frustrated <laughs> with him. But, but I just it just drove me crazy. It's because, you know, and I don't know if you want to call it consistency, but, man, I mean, think about it. Every time you think something's going to happen, it doesn't happen. When you think something's not going to happen, it happens. Like, you, you just can't win for losing in the situation. And, and when it comes to predicting – whether Marcus Mariota is going to have a good day, that's what I got from him last year. And now that doesn't take away from the team as a whole. Like it's a, it's look, great football team. All right. Unfortunately, you know, Demarco Murray retires on them, and that's a big blow. Uh, they turn that's around a and they, big they, blow. Yeah, they turn around. They steal Deion Lewis from the Patriots, so now he's the lightning to Derrick Henry's thunder, which I think is a great blow. I can't wait to see that. Um, I think Derrick Henry is a guy that you should that you should definitely try and pick up in your fantasy league. So, you know, just a quick little fantasy tip out there. Don't over don't overdraft him. Don't don't try to get him too early. Uh but definitely if he's available third, fourth, fifth round, I think Derrick Henry would be a good pick for a fantasy team. So anyways, um, you know the 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 thing I the thing I didn't like about the Titans though, Sonny, I felt like there were bigger needs in the draft, and they went and they drafted Rashawn Evans, linebacker out of Alabama. Now, I'm I'm not saying he's not going to be a good football player. I'm just saying he probably would have been a better fit on a different team. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to understand the logic behind why the Titans took a linebacker. You know, I look at their linebacking core. They've got Brian Arakpo. They've got Wesley Woodyard. Uh, and I think they've lost. Derek Morgan, I can't remember if they still have him or not, but that might be the issue is they're just trying to find a guy to fill his spot from where he was in Tennessee. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's the only thing, the only, I guess, negative I have with the Titans. Um, you know, they'll, they'll get Corey Davis back, who they drafted in the first round in last year's draft. You know, big, tall receiver, um, and, that's, and that's definitely what they need, uh, especially with Delaney Walker. Uh, getting up there in age, they need another option in the red zone. It can't just be Delaney Walker. You got to have other guys. So um, I, I like Tennessee a little more than you do, Sonny. Uh, I've got them finishing second, and uh, obviously you've got them uh, in third. So yes, and that's, that's that, and I'll tell you, this is going to be an interesting division because I think I know who you have winning this division, and I'm not there yet. And yes, folks, I'm not there yet. But you know, and, and the reason why is goes it goes to my team that is is in second in this division, and and I just don't I I, I don't trust it. And, and it's not the reason why is I don't think that my Jacksonville Jaguars are a good football team or that they've got a great defense. I definitely believe all that. I just don't trust it. Why? Because this is a football team that hung and stayed with a Blake Bortles at the quarterback position, Cuervo. And I've got, got to tell you, my disappointment in my team is, is that the, 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 the thing that stood out for this football team of what the biggest need was, 
nowhere on the defensive side of the ball. It was quarterback. And now, in the preseason game, you might lose your number one if he's considered the number one Lee um, because of injury. That is really going to hurt the Jacksonville Jaguars because he's going to be out for at least six to eight weeks. That's a problem going within for this football team moving forward. Cuervo, I got the Jacksonville Jaguars in second because of their love. Of course you do, Sonny. Of course you do. But Cuervo, who's the better quarterback? And you can look at this division and arguably you got three better quarterbacks. Than Blake Bortles, and, and no, not arguably, there are three better quarterbacks in this division. Period. And uh, for me to stretch them to second, and that's because of their defense, they make a wild card. Two teams in this division are going to end up in this div- in the playoffs because the Jaguars are not going to be able to win this division because of their quarterback. Now, God forbid, God forbid, God forbid. I, I don't want to wish no bad luck on anybody. Okay, but at the same time, Cuervo, this is one of those moments where you have to ask yourself, if you can't trust your quarterback to be the quarterback and be a superstar, and if you're a Jaguar fan and you trust this guy to be a superstar, you're just fooling yourself. You're drinking the the Jacksonville Jaguar Kool-Aid that I refuse to drink without an ice cube, Cuervo, and the ice cube is a real quarterback. And that's the reason why I have Jacksonville in second in this division. So you obviously know who I got going first. That having been said, Cuervo, what do you think about the Jacksonville Jaguars? Talk about Kool-Aid. Boy, how does that Deshaun Watson Kool-Aid taste, Sonny? Because I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't sipped it yet. I haven't sipped it yet, and I don't plan just, on it. Just Trust the me. taste. I've seen too much of Blake Bortles to 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 take a chance on that. I've seen enough of Watson to at least sip it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I've I've got a pitcher in the fridge of Jacksonville Jaguar Kool-Aid. That's how much Whoa. I love this this team. I tell you, you know why? You know why I love this team though, Sonny? I think because I'm a defensive kind of guy, and I yes. think there's no doubt in, in anybody's mind that the Jaguars have the best defense in the game all right you can and you can go back and forth with minnesota i think minnesota's right there with them i, I was just think jacksonville arguably one or two exactly correct yeah i just think i just think jacksonville has a slight edge uh because of the uh defensive line uh look jacksonville best interior line in the game best linebacking corner in the game best corner in the game we can argue all day. I'm telling you, Sonny, Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in the game, without a doubt. Xavier Rhodes right there with him. And, and I'll tell you, the guy on the other side in Jacksonville, he's a top-ten corner too. So good luck with, you know, your DeAndre Hopkins and your T.Y. Hilton and your whoever the heck is at receiver in Tennessee. Good luck trying – to do anything against those two gentlemen. Have fun with that. And that's even if the quarterback can get the ball off. Because when you got Calais Campbell and Marcel Darius, those big uglies right there, just waiting to blow your offensive lineup and get those guys? I mean, all they got to do is get one of two, Cuervo. You know, and and the Jacksonville Jaguar, and 
just as I was thinking the tide was right off, I who the hell throw the football to, Cuervo? And, and, and you look, look at you, I, you, 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 they've got to be able to score in reality because this is a football team that is going to be like last year, Cuervo. Okay, they're going to barely win football games. And that's a, the NFL stands for not for long, and defenses are going to get an opportunity to figure out uh, yet again their quarterback and, and nobody there. They, they're going to lose lead for a long time. And now, just, just to let you know, and you may or may not know it, I don't know, but the Jacksonville Jaguars are a football team that could be in a lot of trouble because of their schedule. And their schedule is something that you have to worry about because of who your quarterback is. Now, Cuervo, if you're a football team and you're about ready to go into the season, okay, you should be salivating up on the first five games of this, uh, first uh, at least four games, if not five, to get out on the football field against the Giants, against the Tennessee Titans, against the Jets. And then you throw in New England and Kansas City within the first five weeks of this. This should be a schedule that you salivate on. But at the same time, these all of the, the Giants, New England, Tennessee, the Jets, and Kansas City all really have well, one thing in common is a defense, okay? And that defense doesn't have to be great to stop Blake Bortles. So, and then you get Dallas, Houston, and Philly before you get a bye week. I'm worried about this football team winning one. Uh, I'm worried about this football team winning three to four games before their bye at four and four. If they're four and four week number eight, and they can figure out how to develop a more chemistry, they can move into week number ten through seventeen because it's a lighter schedule. And if they come together, they can make the playoffs. Square well. All right, Sonny. I get it. You know, <laughs> Jacksonville, Jacksonville is going to be hurting offensively. All right. Allen Robinson leaves, you know, now he's, now he's on the, the best team in the NFL. Uh, Allen Hearns leaves. He's in, he's in down there in your area in Dallas. Um, Mark Lee Lee goes down. Yep. You know, yeah. They, Mercedes Lewis goes to, goes to that, you know, that team up, uh, up north that wears green. Um, oh, they shall re- remain I'm nameless, but that. anyways. <laughs> yeah, they shall remain nameless, but anyways. Yeah, um, at least until this next hour. <laughs> week one, week one, Sunday night. <laughs> I hope they're ready. I hope they're ready, but anyway. Um, yeah, I, I get that, okay? I, I understand. It's going to be real hard for Jacksonville to put up 17 points a game, Okay. At the same time, though, it's going to be really hard to score 17 points on them. So what I'm getting at is Jacksonville is going to be in a lot of low-scoring games. And I guess it just, it's just going to come down to, you know, last possessions and things like that. Look, Leonard Fournette's a stud. Okay, I think we all know that. He's going to be, yes. he's going to be a very exceptional running back. Now, they did draft. Jacksonville, I'm talking about DJ DJ Shark out of LSU. Um, he's a guy that can contribute. You know, he's only a rookie, so you can't really expect a whole lot. Um, it's just, I think, just because of how exceptional the defense is, that's why I like Jacksonville so much. If if they weren't so good, uh, and, and head and shoulders above everyone else, 
then I then I'd probably slide him down to third or, or maybe second, just because off of the fact that their defense is so good and so exceptional. I think as a team in the regular season, they can live off of that. And I know, yeah. and we've seen it. We've seen it done before. You know, there have been teams like that before uh, that have lived off of defense and maybe a little bit of special teams. But that's that's why I have Jacksonville winning the division this year. Just because of how much the blasphemy. I get it. Uh, <laughs> look, Steven, I'm sure you got a show to prepare for yourself, but. Um, uh, look, I, I just their defense is exceptional, Sonny. Really, that's the bottom line. Look, they have yeah. no offense. I know. Hey, but, you're not going to get an argument with me. Jacksonville Jaguars have the one or two best defense in the league. And again, you're going to argue about the Minnesota Vikings if you watch the game, without question. And and that should be enough. And and then you go back to do do, do defenses win championships or do they just win games? And will they be able to come together when it comes time for the playoffs? And what I think is vital for this team is winning the games when after the bye. And I think it's vital for them to win before they get into the bye. So that means they got to be Philadelphia. And I'm just not seeing it, although that game is at home. So that's a good thing for them. Um, so, but that's going to be that's going to be the best game that this football team will play <clears throat> going into week number eight, and it is because when you look at the second half of the season for them, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Indianapolis again, Tennessee, Washington, Miami, Houston. In, in, when you look at the second half of this season, you've got eight games right there, and they will go 7-1 and one if they have the chemistry. Because the only team that I think that really can beat them, if they are not – even if, if they're on a roll, the only team that can beat them is going to be Pittsburgh. The rest of them, if they are on a roll, they should, clean, they should finish the season out because the second half of that – uh, schedule is built up for him, but it's going to be what happens in the first eight weeks of the season Cuervo, for this football team if they're going to go. Now, hey, if this football team goes seven, you know, if this football team goes seven and one or six and two, uh, they might write them che- might write them a check to the AFC Championship game, and that and that would be nice as a Jaguar fan. I would love to see that. I just want to be able to trust it a little more. So we'll see where it where it ends up happening as far as that's concerned, which means that I've, I have drank a lot of juice of it, and, and I'll be the first to admit, I, I'm, I'm falling for a Deshaun Watson down in Houston. I'm, I'm, I'm falling for it so much, Cuervo, is when you find a guy, okay, that you can look at. And the Houston Texans have needed this guy, okay? Because when you look back up on the history of quarterbacks, the guy that they were hoping to be, even to this day at the quarterback position, was Carr. Now he's gone. He's retired. And he's coaching his brother over in Oakland. So that's who they had expected to be there. Injury-wise is definitely going to be the biggest thing for Houston going into the season. And that is, will Deshaun Watson be, uh, be 100%? If he's 100%, how does he play? And that will be the big difference. But I'm looking at this division. If they don't win it, I think they got a good opportunity to be able to do well. And the reason is, is the same thing about the second half of the Jacksonville Jaguars schedule. This is built, this 
season is built for a Houston team that has some chemistry and that can win games, it's set up for them. They, they, they have New England to start week number one, and if they can ignore that, they don't really have a challenge until the Jaguars until week seven. So, it, well, it, it Dallas, they do have Dallas in between there. So, at the, by the time they get to week number nine, Cuervo, this team could be seven and two if they are brought together. And the key thing, Cuervo, you talked about how good the defense of the Jacksonville Jaguars have. I think the ability of the defense of the Houston Texans is reliant on them being healthy. And if they can stay healthy this year, I think that defense is going to be very solid for them. I have a little concern about the corner position for this football team, but I think the Houston, the Houston Texans, I think, can be primed to win this division. That's why I had them winning this division. You got them at third. Why do you have the Texans in third place? Well, Sonny, the reason I have them finishing third is just because I think, you know, I'm – I'm curious to, to see or to know if the the big stars on this football team are ready to play. That's okay? a good point. And, 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 Huge uh, point. And is Houston rushing this situation? Like, that? that's – I mean, you know, it's funny, Sonny. I was actually listening to last year's show, and we talked about, you know, don't make that mistake of bringing J.J. Watt back too fast. Yeah. <laughs> what – what did Houston were we, do? Uh, they, were we right on on that one? Yeah, and, and and you know it was a different type of injury, and I get that, um, but I just think that again, you know, you can't make that mistake of bringing him back too soon. And I think the same thing with Deshaun Watson. You know, what what do, how is the knee really doing? And I and I think saw him playing. Didn't I see him playing? Uh, was it last night or, or yesterday sometime against, I think it was the Rams that they played. Did Deshaun, did Deshaun Watson play in that game? I'm pretty sure I saw him. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, Cuervo, when I, when I looked at this whole situation as far as, uh, as Deshaun Watson, my question is, should that guy be in the lineup? No, he, he, you're right. You did see him playing, and I think that was a huge mistake for this football team. As far as that's concerned, I wouldn't even had him out on the football field until this upcoming last one, give him a quarter. But, no, he started that game, and, I, you know, they are lucky they they got out of that first half of that football game without any injuries to him. But mm-hmm. according to Deshaun Watson and everything else, he feels good. He's ready to play. But, you know, if you are the Houston Texans, this is the face of your franchise. You've got to be careful with this guy, or you could really put yourself in a position where you will end up regretting the move of bringing them back too quick, and I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean that—that's the only concern I have with the uh, the Houston Texans. I just think that they have to be real careful on when they bring these guys back. Um, yep. Aside from that, though, I mean, you—you you, you look at this football team, right? I don't. Who do they have running back? Is it Lamar Miller still? I think it is Lamar Miller still. So okay. So they've got they've got a decent running back. They've got DeAndre Hopkins. Um, they got Federowitz at a tight end. <sighs> Aside from Clowney and Watt, who scares you on that defense? 
You know, you and you well, just mentioned it. Like, I'm going to tell you. Like, I'm going to tell you. You 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 probably don't know. If I'm not mistaken, isn't Tyron Matthews on that football team? The Honey Badger is a Texan. You are correct. That's what I thought. That's and that, you know, and that's another thing I like. But this is going to be a question about maturity for that young man because he had a babysitter in Arizona. Yeah. Well, yeah. With Pat Pete, Pat, Patrick Peterson, absolutely. Yep. He did. Uh, you know, one LSU guy to another, and and now he he doesn't have that. You know, he's got he's got uh, he's got Clowney. I mean, fellow SEC guy, but he's not an LSU alum. You know, so no. Um, you know, it, it is going to be a little bit different. Um, do I think he'll do good in Houston? Yeah, I think he'll do well. Um, you know, but you know because. He's that type of guy. Uh, I mean, you know, honey badgers, they don't care, Sonny. You could put them anywhere, and, and they'll, they'll do well. So, um, See what happens, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, you know what? That did slip my mind, and I didn't think about – but I don't know. Does he scare people? That's all maturity, Cuervo. I'm, I'm going on the fact that he was mature enough to make the move away from Arizona, uh, and will he be able to do it? And right now, I, he was a good little boy over in Arizona. So hopefully <laughs> yeah. he's been able yeah. – yeah. So let's see, let's see if that will end up con- – continuing where they're at so all right folks that that does that for the division afc south we're going to cover the other divisions in our last hour and a half like to thank our new sponsor that we got coming up beyond the couch potato sports show of course i'm talking about karen mckinney she is the owner of budget blinds of rowlett she also covers the wiley Saxby and garland area folks I've met with her for a very long time, talking about what we were going to do with her as a sponsor. And I'm going to tell you, folks, whether it's blinds or anything else within there, that this young lady knows her business, and that will be able to be what's best for your home regarding blinds. And also with the new changes within some of the uh, designs of blinds that are going on, whether it's you just need some blinds for your living room or you need child-proof blinds. Believe it or not, those wires and those uh, uh, strings have been known to get around the neck of children. So if you need any kind of expert you know, advice about blinds or what kind of blinds that you might need, you need to come in contact with my good friend Karen McKenna. She is the owner of Budget Blinds. Give her a call over there at 972-722-9300 for Budget Blinds. She's a great lady, and not only that, she knows more about interior decorating than just blinds. So make sure you come in contact with her. Great lady, and she will do you well. So thanks for her new sponsorship up on the Couch Potato Sports Show and the Raleigh Eagles Varsity Football Team. That being said, of course, that's the name of the game here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're going to jump into our second break, and then we're going to break down the AFC and the NFC North, and they we're going to cho- – and we got to move through them quick because we got to finish them in a three hour set. So, that being said, we'll take that quick break on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be back in four minutes. We'll be right. Let me hit the button if it'll go. There we go. We'll be right back. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. And it was wrong, Don and Linda Eckhart. Big that one. There we At go. Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. 
Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Relev 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? Your best bet is to contact my friend, Michael Smith, of Lone Star State Mitigation. Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe bursts in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. Give him a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation. Restoring the calm after the storm. Newly constructed, this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat and two sets of matching parents. Bright accents and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. The Jerry Bullet Training Center, located just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett, Texas, is the place to go for your kids to get the proper training they need for their athletic skills. Ran by the Bullet family, Jerry, Melvin, and Terrence, all professional athletes, you're sure to get the training that your kids will need for their success. Contact Melvin Bullet at 
7853 or stop by their locations from the hours of 5.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. until 8 p.m. at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowett, Texas, just outside of Waterview. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costco Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costco Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road, where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costoinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting, located in Rowlett. Did you know that Perfection Body Sculpting doesn't just offer laser lipo and radio frequency for body contouring? We also offer cellulite reduction and skin tightening, as well as thermal lift and cosmetic and collagen facial creams, as well as top-of-the-line facial masks to help reduce fine wrinkles. There are also gift certificates as well as gift baskets with awesome products in it. Call today for your appointment and get three 24 gold facial masks with the purchase of a $69 consultation that includes a 30-minute laser lipo session. So contact 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionbodysculpt.com. And we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio as we are here on our Sunday morning tradition. That is that being said. I'd like to thank everybody for giving us a listen here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. As we are covering them all here, we're going to go into Mad Cash as we got an hour and a half. We may go over, and if we do go over, you can stay on live by calling 347-215-7497. Uh, if we do go overtime, I'll repeat that number as we go through an hour and a half. That means we got four divisions to cover within that hour and a half. And sometimes when we break it down, that's just not a lot. But that having been said, of course, that is the name of the game. We're going to go ahead and go to the AFC North uh, to start our next one. Uh, AFC North is definitely a different division this year uh, based upon expectations, based upon new personnel, based upon what you think may be good, bad, or indifferent. And if you watch this division of football year in, year out the way that we have, we have seen a lot of different things, but normally the number you know, the one of the one of the top three teams are gonna be sitting right there in the playoffs. At least one of them, if not two, make the playoffs. And that's the huge thing within this division. What's gonna happen in this division? So like we always do, we'll start with another team that I think is gonna end up fourth in this division. And and to me, you know, when you are the Cleveland Browns you are going to be, you know, you, you, there's only one place you can go, Cuervo, it's up. But the expectations of this football team, and it's not because of their quarterback position. Let's just put that to rest. 
their expectations of this football team is is that they've got to win at least four or five football uh, games this year, and it can be considered a good season. We talked about this last year, Cuervo, when they only won one game, and there was only one place for this team to, to go, and that was up. But there's just a little bit of a difference type of thing there with some of the rumors that are flying around about Cleveland, what they can and cannot do, what they should and should not do, and Des Bryant is definitely within the talking portions of this. You also have a, a running, uh, a wide receiver um, as far as the Cleveland Browns are concerned that's making noise. Will he be back? Will he, or, or will he be out? But the Browns go ahead and bring back Josh Gordon, an electric guy. Um, but So could you imagine, Cuervo, if you had Des Bryant on one side, Josh Gordon on the other, which, by the way, we have never questioned Josh Gordon's talent. We've always questioned his decision-making, Cuervo. Uh, yeah, are you talking about Josh Gordon? Yeah. Yeah, um, Josh Gordon, his, correct. Well, and, and his decision making is not even on the field. It's everything he's done off the field. And I think that's not a secret. We all know that. So we're not uh, we're not breaking any news here. Don't hit the Ted Koppel button just yet. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, but, um, but anyways, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to see Josh Gordon. At least it seems like he's going in the right direction. And, and I, I, I think he's an exceptional talent, Sonny, with the size and speed that he has at the wide receiver position. I think, and, and, and you can already see the difference. And, uh, you know, from watching Hard Knocks on HBO or at least seeing the highlights of it, having a guy like Jarvis Landry in, in Cleveland is exactly what the Browns needed. They needed a Absolutely. guy that just, that just wasn't going to take the – the loser, uh, you know, the, the mentality that they have in Cleveland is, is you know, that, that we suck and we're losers mentality. Look, you know, I'm not saying the Dolphins were, you know, the Dolphins were not a Super Bowl contending team. But at the same time, you know, you have to remember, Jarvis Landry had a lot of success in college. So this is a guy that knows what it's like to have a winner's mentality. And him going to a team like the Cleveland Browns who are so used to winning one, maybe two games a year. I mean, hell, they won one game in 2016. You would think, well, you can only go up from there. They didn't go up. They got worse. They lost every single game last year. So, you know, one in 33 or one in 31 uh, over the last two seasons, uh, anybody in, in, at, within that organization, all you're going to think is, you know, well, we suck and we're, and we're probably going to have another – one, maybe two, well, hell, we might not even win a game type season. Again, Jarvis Landry shows up, and he's firing on all cylinders, uh, pretty much saying, look, I I'm tired of seeing everybody walking around with that loser's mentality. Like, it's time to stop feeling sorry for yourself. And that's exactly what the Cleveland Browns need. They need somebody to come in there and say those things because – Really, you, you know, you could talk about the head coach all you want, Sonny, but it really, in this instance, when it comes to a football team and, and, and the morale of a football team, it starts with the players. And from there, it becomes contagious, and everybody else starts feeling good about themselves because the players are the ones that have to go out there and execute. The players are the ones that have to go yeah. out there and put the points on the board. It, it, the head coach coaching staff can only do so much to 
to get their team to try and have a positive attitude. From there on, it's on the players to, to help each other out and boost each other up and, and, and get them in positive spirits. And, and that's what Jarvis Landry has done. So I think, I think for Josh Gordon's sake, a guy like Landry could be a guy that could really uh, – and this may be a lot to say. So I think Jarvis Landry could save Josh Gordon's career. Well, it, it could be that, could, but but that will all be on who's going to deliver the ball, Cuervo. Just really quick, I mean, it, the situation. I don't think there's any question that Baker Mayfield's going to end up starting. Mainly, also, just because of the last preseason game. At, at Eventually, the, well, at the quarterback position, Tyrod Taylor took a hit on his left side and his left hand. Now he went back into the game afterward, did not play well. But Cuervo, I'm going to tell you straight out. Um, this this thing is setting up for Baker Mayfield to start week number one, and I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. Now, at the same time, I don't think Drew Stanton, the backup third, the the third quarterback, uh, you know, from from the Arizona that's Cardinals, is set for this team is to set. I mean, he you know he's he's nobody, so it is really set for him to go ahead and, and move in there. I, but Tyrod Taylor, this is the guy that took a football team really in reality in the Buffalo Bills that had no business to make it to the playoffs to make it to the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, Drew Stanton's going to be the guy that plays in that fourth game for the Cleveland Browns. I, I don't think you can take a chance on, on losing either one of those guys, the Mayfield Absolutely. or Tyrod Taylor. Whatever injury Tyrod Taylor suffered on his left hand or left side of his body, whatever, it, what, it, was, it wasn't – too bad because he obviously he came back in the game so it must not have been too severe of an injury so if I'm the Cleveland Browns I don't take that chance I think you you sit both of those guys out you play you play Drew Stanton um get him some reps and you know you get ready for week one by the way I remember I mentioned that I went and listened to last year's show that this brings up another thing uh, that we talked about last year and is you know, shortening up the preseason. I I still say, so you were you were on you know leaving everything the way it is, and, and okay, yep. I, I respect that and I understand that. I I'm still in favor of getting rid of the fourth game. Um, I, I and, and and it's reason like this uh, because you're really not there's really not a whole lot to watch in the fourth preseason game. Um, I think, I mean, obviously it's, it's the coach's last chance to kind of look at, okay, who's going to be that 51st, 52nd, 53rd guy that makes this roster. Um, but again, uh, I mean, if you haven't determined that by now, then, um, you've got, you've, you need some help learning how to evaluate talent. So, uh, just my opinion, but, um, but yeah, that, that's what, that's, that has to be the way Cleveland goes. If they decide to try to play Mayfield or Tyrod Taylor, uh, then, I mean, good luck. Good luck. And you better cross your fingers, pray to the football gods, whatever you got to do, that those guys don't injure themselves. Because that's going to be a huge blow if one of those guys go down in the preseason. Yeah, and, and it is too bad for that football team because really in reality, you're not expecting them to win the division or make the playoffs. But if this is a football team that can win seven football games, you you can look forward to a next season that you can you can say, hey, we can be in contention. We can do something about this. And, and maybe, 
and maybe, and, and I don't know, Cuervo. It, 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 it just all depends upon the mentality of this football team in reality. But, you know, it's, I, I agree with you that the, the uh, preseason might be a little long, but I'm actually all for it. And and the reason it's not because of the 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 owners because the owners are really all about one thing, and that that game does make them money. You can you can say whatever you want. Money is a big thing, and that's the reason why those games are not going to go away. Um, it gives them another week to make money um, to go out and do. And granted, this one that that game is not about ticket sales. That game is about the expectations of your football team and uh, merchandise selling because, you know, usually, you know, no one's buying Brown's uh, uh, merch, you know, after week number four or five. So you definitely want to keep them in line in there. So uh, the, the Browns, the Browns are who they are and there's nothing to be able to, you can say to be better. Now I'm going to tell you right now, I almost, you know, I almost went on shock mode on this one, Cuervo, because because I look at this division there's a football team that is bound to fall on their face sooner or later, and it's because of their stupid moves. Their stupid moves, and you know what I'm talking about, Cuervo, is a football team that decided to maintain a head coach that had no business coaching the Cincinnati Bengals in 2018. And the head coaching position is enough. I've made mention to people that I've been talking about, Cincinnati Bengals will fire their head coach after week number five. Okay, and the reason being is because they're going to be in a lot of trouble by week number five. Wait, they might even have to worry about the Browns and challenging them. Listen to this, Cuervo. They have Indianapolis, Baltimore, Carolina, Atlanta before they get a break in Miami, and then they got a one-two pop of Pittsburgh and Kansas City right behind them. This is going to be a tough, tough season for the Cincinnati Bengals, and I, I hope I'm. I hope I'm right. I hope the Browns can get out. I just, in good conscience, cannot put the Browns before the Bengals. Um, but it, would it shock me that the Browns beat out the Bengals this year? Absolutely not. This schedule is built for Marvin Lewis finally to be gone. But instead of having a whole season for a new coach to learn the bumps and bruises, it'll be by week number five. Because I'm going to tell you right now, that, you know, they're going to be 0-4 before they meet, beat, uh, meet Miami. And if they don't beat Miami, that's going to be it for him. Um, uh, yes, Sonny. The annual Marvin Lewis should have been fired uh, topic. <laughs> Uh, here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, it's become an annual thing in the preseason. Yes, for those who aren't, who have who have not followed us for the past uh, nine seasons. So yeah, that, um, yeah this yeah. topic started back in two thousand and started back in two thousand and nine. Yep. Yeah, this is something that we talk about every year, and we scratch our heads about it every year. And then the Cincinnati Co- Cincinnati Bengals go out there and they have subpar season. Every year, <laughs> so uh, I and mean, Cuervo, this guy was going to retire. He came out, or someone came out. I don't know if it was him. I thought it was him. Came out and said, "Yeah, we're done. I'm done at the end of the season." And then they get a victory against the the Baltimore Ravens in Week 17 in a meaningless game, a la yeah. you know Brian. He Warrior. said, "I changed my mind." Um, yeah, I changed my mind. Yeah, it, 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 it's <laughs> ah wonderful stuff. Mhm. So, 
I mean, what that really tells me, Sonny, is that I guess Marvin Lewis will leave on his own terms, not on the terms, excuse me, of the Cincinnati Bagels front office. Um, so that's a really I, interesting thing. And, that, you know, and that's why, that's why the Bengals are, you know, going back to what they used to be in the 90s, okay, one of the laughing stocks of the NFL. Um, yep. You know, that, that's what they're heading back to. I mean, honestly, like, if, if the Bengals want to go this direction and, and, and not try to improve, then, then see what you can do. Trade, trade Andy Dalton. Trade A.J. Green. Get rid of those guys, okay? And, and, yep. and start over, in my opinion. If they can't win with those guys, I'm going to tell you, Cuervo, they got problems in coaching. And, you know, it's year in, year out with that football team. And and at times when I want to maybe ride the Cincinnati bandwagon, I'm unable to because they don't put it out on the football field week in and week out. Right, right. So, you know, I don't don't know, Sonny. I, I have very little to no confidence in this football team. Um, they haven't really done anything to improve their team. Now they drafted an offensive lineman in the first round. I'm sure, I like I'm sure that, 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 that kind like of, that move I'm actually. sure you like that. I'm sure you yes, like that. I did. Um, you know, Billy, Billy Price, who's a center. Um, I mean, after that, they, I mean, they had a lot of draft picks. Actually, I think, yeah, they drafted Malik Jefferson. That's a Texas guy, if I'm not mistaken, linebacker. Um, so, I mean, they, they made that move, but I mean, Sonny, what have they done to, to really make an impact on this roster? Nothing. They didn't do anything. Absolutely. They had a halfway decent draft, but they drafted, you know, that's first year players, man. And they get a come to Jesus unless they, unless they're going to stand up above anybody else. It's a come to Jesus sign for those rooks. Matter of fact, they, they actually just. Uh, they just terminated the contract of uh, their, I think he was a Pro Bowl safety, George Iloka. Just decided, you know what, we don't want you anymore. Let him go. And now he's with the Minnesota Vikings, and he's probably going to start a side of Harrison Smith up there in Minnesota. Yep. Which wasn't good good news for me as a Bears fan, but, you know, I mean, you know, it is what it is, right? So, it um, is. Thank you you for that, Cincinnati, but and yeah. Moving on. Um, Definitely. You know, Sonny, <laughs> I mean, I hate – look, the Bengals are going to be a bad team, Sonny, bottom line. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. really nothing else I – there's really nothing else I, I should say or need to say. The Bengals are going to be a bad team. And, and, so bad. And, and we'll – uh, so uh, unless they sh- unless they shake it up, Cuervo, it, it's going to be all year how, long. Though? What are they What are they going to do? What, how, how do they they have to get rid of the season? coach, Cuervo, because this is coming from a really a Cuervo. We're talking about you know since two thousand and nine when we came up on air, we've been talking about the same thing. Hey, I mean, can we talk? You've got to get rid Look. of the, the constant since two thousand and nine. No one else is there except him. So what, I mean, what is the constant of what the Bengals are about is the guy. You've got to make those moves. And here's the thing, and I'll put it out there. You've got to have the huevos 
to make that move, especially if there's pictures of goats and human beings involved, okay? All right, so I'm going to tell you right now you got to have the Guevos or a, a, big, uh, a big bank account to write that big check to cover the, the, the thing that's going on there. I'm going to tell you, Cuervo, you know, until they make the move. I, I'm not I, – now, it, I think the Browns actually are going to overtake the Bengals. I just in good conscience when you're figuring out divisions, you, you can't pick the Browns to beat the, the Bengals in this division. It, it, it doesn't make any sense, and you want to go on – you want to go on the wire and be the guy, you know, makes – I'm not going to go that far. Um, they should be able to beat the Browns. And, it's, and that would be yet another reason why to get rid of them. If the Browns somehow overtake you as the Cincinnati Bengals, you have to make a move. You have to open up the bank account and get rid of the guy. It is as simple as that. But it's whether or not it's going to happen is going to be the big question. But it, it moves into the second portion of this square vote. The second place team, you know, it, it, to me, is really simple. Joe Bassett needs to have a career year before they, they, they're going to be able to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in this division, Cuervo. And I don't think they even have that, Cuervo. And the Ravens will be lucky because they're in the division where two teams are not going to be there, and they're going to be on the cusp of making a wild card or win the division, whichever one you know may have it. I have Pittsburgh winning the division, and obviously Baltimore there. But Baltimore is a football team that needs to come together because when you look at the Steelers, the Steelers are a well-oiled machine that keeps adding oil when it's time for an oil change. And they're able to do what they got to do because they keep the engine always constantly running with clean oil, more so than old oil or oil that is not getting the job done that makes your performance of your engine not play well. And when I look at that, when I look at this division, I love the fact that those three teams usually are playing for a playoff spot. Now with the Bengals playing as bad as they are, the AFC South getting better, um, you know, the fighting up on that, and then you have the AFC West, you, you are looking at a division that might only get one team in the playoffs, and that would obviously be the uh, AFC North winners, and that would, of course, be, you know, uh, I think are the Steelers. But the Bengals, or uh, the, uh, the Ravens, it's a put-up-or-shut-up year for Joe Flacco because we were talking about it. You even said Joe Flacco maybe to the New York Giants if he doesn't pan out. And obviously I had the Tennessee Titans' uh, Marcus Mariota up there. So, you know, there's two teams right there that are relying on their quarterback to turn their franchises around. And I don't think that Joe Flacco has it. He made a lot of money, got that great contract, but Cuervo – he hasn't been able to back it up. He backed it up for a couple of years, but now if he doesn't do it this year, especially with the AFC South and the AFC West having you know six good solid teams in those divisions, they, they're going to be in a fight for a playoff spot before the even season starts. Square vote. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, now you're talking about you know the oil on your engine. Um, you know, maybe maybe for the Baltimore Ravens, maybe they need to change the official color of their of their uniform to royal purple. See what I did yeah. there? Anyways, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I exactly that that is that's top end oil for those who don't know. By the way, for your engine, it's yeah. expensive, but it, it it'll last you, uh, you know, more than your average uh, engine oil. But anyways, uh, moving on to things that actually you know that matter. But uh, you know, here's the thing. You know, everybody's in love with 
to this whole situation with Lamar Jackson over in Baltimore. Um, I guess I guess I could ask you the question: What's your opinion so far on his performance in, in the in the preseason? Because if you feel like he has shown you enough to start over Joe Flacco, then I need. I think as if you're John Harbaugh, you have to make that decision now instead of playing the back and forth game and. Okay, Joe's going to start. Okay, now Lamar's going to start. Okay, no, we're going to go back to Joe. Like, you can't do that. I don't think John Harbaugh's that stupid, do you? I mean, for anybody that – I'm going to tell you right now, for anybody that thinks Lamar Jackson should start over Joe Flacco, regardless what – and I haven't seen very many plays, okay? Blasphemy! Blasphemy! Then that statement – you, 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 you're just not a football mind because football minds and, – and by the way, have not seen one play from any of them. Joe Flacco has to start for this football team. A couple reasons why. Number one, obviously he's the face of your franchise. Okay, that's number one. Number two, it's week number one. You don't take Joe Flacco out of the lineup for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. He's a rookie. He's going to get eaten alive in week number one, period. And the main reason is because of the experience of the teams that will be be in his face, Cuervo. I mean, because when when you look at a football team, such as the Baltimore Ravens, you're already playing in quite possibly the most difficult division of football. Okay, so you got you know you got six games, and you can say whatever you want about the Cleveland Browns; they're going to come to play. So you got the Browns, Cincinnati Bengals, and the Steelers. Those are six tough football games before you even get started. Now you get you get the cream puffs in week number one and week number two and week number three with Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Denver. If they're not three and zero, they're done. Okay, because it, it's going to happen. They get Pittsburgh, they get Cleveland, it's going to be a dogfight, dogfight against Tennessee, dogfight against New Orleans, dogfight against Carolina, and oh yeah, in week number nine before you go into the bye, you got Pittsburgh again. All right, so you're going to, you're going to have to figure it out. And right now, the, the, the Ravens are not in a position to figure it out because they don't know what they're going to get at the quarterback position with Joe Flacco in reality. Now, if Joe Flacco gets, gets hurt, they are done because Lamar Jackson will not be able to bring them back, period. And that's if, even if he starts in week number one. And if they do start Lamar Jackson, week number one, fire John Harbaugh. And I just put it out there that way. But John Harbaugh's not that stupid. No, I'm not, and I'm not saying he is, Sonny. I'm just saying that I, I just don't want this to be a, a quarterback controversy later. Now, the only way that yeah. would happen is if – Joe Flacco just kind of completely falls flat you know, on his face. Yeah, exactly. He falls flat on his face. He looks like he forgot how to play the game over over a season, and just goes out there and and just you know pulls a Brian Hoyer. Right? I'm going to use that reference because I know you love Brian Hoyer. But, um, but uh, yeah, I, I I I'm with you. I think Joe Flacco needs to be the starter. I think he will be the starter. I mean, this is a guy that brought you a championship, what, not even five years ago, less than five yep. years ago. Um, so to, to just write him off and, and, and to just pretend like he's the biggest bum on the face of the earth, um, what, that, what that proves, though, too, is like, look, it doesn't matter what you did five years ago. It matters what you're doing today. 
Yeah, what have okay. you done for me lately, Janet Jackson, baby? So exactly, and and that right there, you know, the situation that with with how Joe Flacco is being looked looked at is a prime example of the NFL is you know not for long. Um, yeah. So, you know Without what you what you've done what you've done lately is is what matters now. I know what some people are thinking. Well, what about a guy like a Drew Brees who hasn't done much since he won the Super Bowl nine years ago? What about a guy like Aaron Rodgers who hasn't won a Super Bowl since seven years ago? You know, what about Russell Wilson who hasn't done anything in you know, six years? Look, that's a valid argument, and I get that. I think what, what the difference is, though, is that the production is still there. Um, those teams are still making the playoffs. Um, you know, when you're talking about Green Bay and New Orleans, and I know Seattle didn't make it last year, but, but um, you know, prior to that, they were still a, a playoff contender. The Ravens haven't seen the playoffs in, what, three years now, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. So yes. that is the difference. Uh, I think if the Ravens had, were still a playoff team, then Joe Flacco wouldn't be getting the, the, the slack that he's been given. Um, but because he had, they haven't made it, uh, and um, so you know, and for Corvo, those that, that, and, and mm-hmm. just to, to reiterate, with that as far as this division is concerned, you know, I, I look at Pittsburgh, and I just don't, I you know, and, and I just don't see, even with Le'Veon Bell and all that nonsense that's going on there, it, there's no question that in my mind. That this the Steelers win this division, even if they didn't have Le'Veon Bell, even if there were problems, because the other three franchises within this division are so mm-hmm. lost in oblivion that the the Steelers, even if they had problems, are going to win this division. And the main and the main reason why it's because this team is together. This you want to talk about a team that defines chemistry. You look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Out of all the teams in the NFL, Cuervo, I cannot think of a team that has more chemistry out of all the teams. And I mean all the teams in the NFL that are better than the the Pittsburgh Steelers year in and year out. And that's the key, obviously, year in and year out. Um, You know, obviously you'll have a team come up and they'll play well and they'll do well, but the next year they'll flop or not make the playoffs. We're talking Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs every single year, Cuervo. You know, it, you know, it, it just doesn't get much better than that. No, and, and that's exactly what you're looking for in, in a football team is, is consistency. And, and, you know, New England and Pittsburgh and, and Green Bay and, and, you know, teams like that are, are the ones that are con- the most consistent out of, out of all teams. Um, you know, Minnesota's becoming that way now too. So, um you know, that, that's what you want. You know, whether, even if you don't win it every single year, as long as you give yourself an opportunity to, uh, you know, win a championship, that's, that's when, you know, fans kind of just back off the criticism and, and you know, it, it becomes, well, hey, at least my team's a playoff team every year. You know, your team yep. makes it one year, then they miss it for three years, and then they're back in it, and, you know, that's when that's when the you know the smack talk begins about how their their team sucks and yours doesn't. So exactly, you know, it's just I'm, it's just a matter of giving yourself an opportunity to to win win the championship. 
and 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 the and the Pittsburgh Steelers do that year in and year out. I don't have absolutely really. I don't have anything really to say about the Pittsburgh Steelers except that. I mean, I don't know if we need to. Do you need to elaborate any more on the Pittsburgh Steelers? Obviously, they're the class of this division. They are. They are, Sonny. You know, just a couple of things, and I'm going to make it very quick. Um, Steeler fans, enjoy Le'Veon Bell uh, wearing a Steeler uniform because he's not going to be wearing it next year. And it's unfortunate because, um, you know, this is a guy that definitely was one of the killer bees as they call it in Pittsburgh, uh, yep. you know, uh, of, of the three. And, and you're got, you guys are about to lose that dimension uh, of your football team. And, and it's going to be Big Ben to Antonio Brown a lot after next year, um, or after this year, I should say. Um, you know, nothing against James Conner, good, good player, uh, but he's no Le'Veon Bill. Uh, second there's thing, there's I no think, question uh, about that, Cuervo. But if you're the yeah. Steelers, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Cuervo. This Le'Veon Bell thing is that even it, it, to me. I, I'm not sure I know what's going on in front offices, and, and it's real simple. We don't need this guy. It is, it, it, and and that's because of the chemistry of this football team. That if one guy becomes the cancer. Okay. Now I'm not saying it's good, bad, and different. Later on, Bill asking for more money. You know that that's every player. But it, it's when it becomes and affects their football team in a negative. And you can say whatever you want about how great Le'Veon Bell is, but this this controversy about him wanting the new contract or should get it or you know the the Pittsburgh Steelers are not any other football team. Okay. They're simple. You know they're paying you the the best rate. You know they're putting you on the uh, the um, you know franchise tag. You're your top five. That's enough. We don't care if you don't like it. Walk. We'll find someone else to fill your shoes. And they feel that way, Cuervo. They don't get me wrong. They love Le'Veon Bell and his talent and what he brings. But sometimes you 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 can end up like a Des Bryant. Sometimes. You can end up like a guy like Josh Gordon. Sometimes you can end up with guys that talk themselves out of a job. And I'm going to tell you right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers losing, if they lost Le'Veon Bell right now, it's a football team that could really care less. Okay, now, okay, maybe that's a stretch, but they would not go in panic mode, okay? They'll figure out how to win because that's what that football team does. And that's the reason why we talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers being the, one of the top five teams in the league each and every year mm-hmm. because, you know, not that not just to say it and sound mean or anything, players are expendable, okay? And it's about a team concept, number one, out of everything. It's not about one player when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, frankly, I think the Steelers need to let the guy go because there's more problems with having them because this is a team that wants to stay away from egos, okay? Now, you don't get me wrong. All right, Brown is a big ego, but you know what? They paid that guy, and there was a reason why they paid that guy, Cuervo. And, yeah, he may flap about having the ego and being the best, but this guy is not a pain in the ass off of the – he might have been at one point, but he isn't consistent that pain in the ass, and, and he's bought into a concept. Right now, Le'Veon Bell has not bought into the concept that, listen, you're, you're a Pittsburgh Steeler. You'll, pay for what, you'll play for what we're paying, and if you don't like it, you can leave. And that's the reason why I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are one of the best teams within the NFL because they don't fall to that kind of demand.
No, they don't, and 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 they've shown that in the past. You know, they've let guys go. Yep. Um, you know, when they're still playing at a high level, uh, and uh, I'm, I mean, Le'Veon Bell's no exception. Absolutely, you're right. I mean, this guy has not. I mean, he's produced, uh, but he's not like it's not like this guy's a, a, a multiple, you know, MVP award winner. He's not a guy that. Uh, has broken records, you know, he's not, he's not that type of exceptional running back. Is he the best at what he does? I think so. I think he's the best, you know, you can argue him, Todd Gurley, but I still think Le'Veon Bell does more for the Steelers than Gurley does for the LA Rams. So I I think I agree with you. I I think, and, and and that only fueled the fire up up under that whole situation with Todd Gurley, not even being up for a raise and he gets it, you know? So, you know, it, it, you know, and I can, no. and I see where, but but let's be honest, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers are save the drama for your mama. You're going to get paid this amount this year. If you don't like it, go someplace else. And I, I, I think that I really honestly think they could give a rat's fat ass whether or not this guy hits the football field or not. Well, they should though, Sonny, because Bell's a big part of their offense. Look. And and they can put up that front all they want that oh you know it doesn't matter, but it, it's it's I think this is the one time that they if they let this guy go, you're gonna you're gonna feel the effects of losing him. When they lost Mike Wallace, it was you know okay, you know yeah, yeah. It hurt for a little bit, but not a huge deal. Um, you know when they let a guy like a James Harrison go and he went to Cincinnati, not a huge deal. Um, you know, and I'm trying to think of the other names, but we we only have so much time. Anyways, this is I think this is going to be the one time that they might sit back and they might think to themselves, "Damn, maybe we should have paid him. Maybe we should have done what we had to do to make room for him and, and, and pay what he's worth." And Fight the bullet. The fact that the, the fact that they're not going to do it, look, it's it's. I mean, it's their decision, right? You have to respect that as an organization, whatever. But I think this is going to be the one, Sonny, that they that they regret. Um, and it's going to be too late at that point. Now, Le'Veon yeah. Bell has been nothing but class. Um, you know, even when Todd Gurley got his uh, contract extension, you know, he, he goes on social media. He's like, hey, congrats, bro. Like, like, good for you. You know, the, your, at least your organization is looking out for you. Yeah, he took a little shot. At the yeah, Steelers. he did. But but you know what? I mean, if if you were Le'Veon Bell, how would you feel? You know what I mean? That's how that's how we have to look at it. You can sit here and be like, "Oh, he's such a crybaby." Look, it's not like he's posting stuff every day. Like, oh, gee, you know, sure wish uh, you know we had some loyalty up here in Pittsburgh. Like, you're not seeing that from him. You know, he, yep. he said what was on his mind at, the, at that at that moment in time. Congratulated a fellow running back in the league on getting his money, that was the end of it. So, to me, I think Le'Veon Bell has been very – has shown a lot of class in this whole situation. Now, is that going to translate to him on the field? We'll see. Uh, maybe maybe he it potentially, you know, could intentionally lack production this year. All he's doing is hurting himself, though, if he decides to go that route. Um, but the other thing I wanted to mention about the Steelers real quick, Sonny, is – um, you know, I think this is a year where uh, you could see a lot of uh, you know a lot of emotion on 
those sleeves. A lot of people wearing their emotion on their sleeves just because I feel like they're going to dedicate this season to a guy uh, in Ryan Shazier who is continuing to recover from his injury. So I think that could be some extra motivation, and I think that's that's why, you know, it might be a pretty, pretty bold prediction, but I expect to see the Steelers in the AFC Championship game this year. I don't know if they're going to make the Super Bowl. I definitely do, too. Yep. I don't know if they're going to make the Super Bowl, but you will see them in that AFC title game. I think you're I think you're absolutely right. It's gonna be a very interesting AFC this year. Uh lots of good stuff. That having been said, of course that's the name of the show. We're gonna head on over to the NFC North and the and we're gonna blow through this one as we got forty five minutes left to go in the show. Um as I you know, looking at this division, I'm not impressed. As I'd love to be impressed, but I'm not. And you know, some of the things as far is I just don't think these teams within this division have everything to go the distance. Now, do I want to see it? Yes. As a Bear fan, of course I want to see it. As a Detroit Lions fan, of course I want to see it. But really, in reality, unfortunately, in this division, the class of this division is, are the Green Bay Packers and the Vikings. And the sad thing about it is, is that when I pick the fourth-place fourth team, it's not a shot at anybody, or that being my co-host or anything, You've got a lot of changes going on with the Chicago Bears that I don't have a lot of trust on. I do like their draft picks. They did excellent in the draft, but they got a new head coach. They don't have a quarterback. There there are a lot of issues with the Chicago Bears that I wish that I could say that they're going to be competitive with Green Bay and Minnesota, but there has to be a come-together portion right now. And with a rookie head coach, with rookies that might have to step in and be a big part of this football team, I don't know if they're going to have enough in reality to be there and not to shoot my co-host, you know, heart in the heart. But right now the Chicago Bears, they're just kind of, they're kind of in oblivion until they can maybe figure out how they're going to come together, Cuervo. Oh, Sonny. I know. <laughs> uh, I, look, I, I honestly, I don't blame you one bit. I mean, I, I don't – I mean, I, I obviously am going to hope that my team can do better than, than what the experts say. But there's, there's – I mean, I think it's – I think it could be a boomer bust year for the Bears. Kind of like what happened with the Rams last year. A lot of people are making comparisons to the Rams. You know, I mean, for them, it was obviously a huge boom. Like, things, a lot of things went their way, Uh, you know. So, that's why they were able to make the playoffs. And, and, you know, hey, great for them. Uh, I think the Bears are in a similar situation. You know, new head coach, offensive-minded guy. Uh, You've got some playmakers. You know, all that stuff is, is, you know, in the Bears' favor. The only problem is, you know, we have to wait and see if it's actually going to come together. So, yes, I can, you know, and I, so I understand why you've got them in last place because, I mean, you know, they had an eighth pick in the draft last year, and uh, so that means they were a really bad team. And I mean, you look, you look at around the division. You know, you got Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, and now Kirk Cousins comes yes. into the division. That's, you know, that's some tough company. So. Um, you know, I, I, as much as I wanted to try and slide the Detroit Lions in the last place, um, you know, I, I can't do it either. And it's not that, you know, it's not that uh, I'm a pessimist or whatever, like Sonny Clark is with his Jacksonville Jaguars. It's just, look, you're a realist. Facts, 
And yeah, and, and you know, it, it sucks to be a realist sometimes. It, it hurts. Yeah, but it does. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I have to do it for the show. I can't be biased. So yeah, um, I have I have the bears and last as well. But you know, I tell you it, it, again, this is a this could be a boomer bust type of year for the bears. I agree. And if and if they get out of the it, listen, there's always something to be said. Okay. At the beginning of the season, everybody's 0-0. Everybody has a chance to win. But, you know, you want to talk. If they're going to have success, you want the schedule, Cuervo. Granted, you get Green Bay week number one. Then you get Seattle, Arizona, Tampa Bay, Miami before you get the New England Patriots. So a good start. If they could get four of those games out of the six, you know, then you can talk about shocking the world, I think. But, you know, and they're capable of doing that. It's just how, how quick will they come together. And that is the big thing. And they haven't been able to prove that they can come together quickly in the past, though. And that's one of the reasons why I had them last in this division. But Cuervo, you know, there's no great big surprise of where these teams are. But I'm going to tell you, I'm pulling a shocker here. All right, and we'll talk about this more next week. But I'm going to tell you right now, I have the Minnesota Vikings in third place. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. We can talk about defense all day long, okay? And we have. We talked about the Jacksonville Jaguars. We talked about good defensive teams. But I'm going to tell you the Kirk Cousins cancer. I call it the CKC. Kirk, or I'm sorry, the, 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 the KCC, the Kirk Cousins cancer. Okay, that he is. It spreads throughout a football team. And and you can say whatever you want. I, I am not a believer in Kirk Cousins. I am not. And that defense is stout. And it will be good. But the reason why they will lose games is because of Kirk Cousins. And we'll, I, I wish I had time to elaborate on this a little bit more. But I don't trust the guy. And obviously, you know, Washington, if they trusted the guy, they wouldn't have put him on the one, two, three over there as far as franchise players are concerned. But I'm going to tell you right now, the Minnesota Vikings are in a lot of trouble. And a lot of trouble is the fact outside of Kirk Cousins as well, Cuervo. I, you know, say whatever you want. Who's he throwing the football to? Okay, there's nobody there. Uh, that kind of reminds me of Washington. Yeah, um, they didn't do very well. Um, they don't have any running game to really talk about Cuervo. And I, I just think that the, the too big of a change at that position and it being that the, it's the KCC, the Kirk Cousin cancer, this is going to destroy this football team. And I don't think that they're capable of getting over it as well as this defense is going to play. And they're, the defense is going to keep them in game square vote, but I don't think they're going to get over the hump, and before you know it, they're going to be regretting the Kirk Cousins signings. I really do. Well, Sonny, you know, you, you just mentioned the, the KCC factor, Kirk Cousins' cancer. Now I'm going to factor in the SCC factor, the Sonny Clark craziness, because that, <laughs> holy cow, that. Yeah, yeah all right, that's a, oh. Breaking news, Sonny. You might, might want to hit the Ted Koppel button on this one. This is coming right, across wait, the street wait, on I, NFL I, Network I, right now. What's going on? Let us know. We have an announcement of a retirement from the NFL. After wow, eight seasons one. of playing in the NFL, 
with the Denver Broncos, the Jets, Tennessee Titans, and yes, he tried out or he was signed with the Patriots, but uh, Eric Decker, Sonny, has retired wow. from the NFL. Yeah, that's a, that. Wow, that that that's a wow. Yep, played. I mean, obviously his best his best seasons were with uh, you know the sheriff. Peyton Manning, yeah. greatest quarterback of all time, Denver. Yeah, uh-huh. yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep. So, yep. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, eight years. Was there any reasons, the any quick reasons why that happened? Did he give uh, it or doesn't Is say? That... I mean, I, I know he's been battling through some injuries past couple yes. years, but uh, no, it doesn't say. It just says that he's retired. He announced his retirement. That is big news. That is a Ted Koppel moment. And, you know, I, I, I think there's more to an Eric Decker retirement. I think there, I think head injuries has a lot to do with that. That guy's taken some hits over the years, Cuervo. And, and he's made enough money to where he can do this and walk away from it. So, I, you know, you know I, I, hopefully that's not the reason why. Um, whether he'll say it publicly or not, I hope it's not. Because I like Eric Decker. And obviously, like you said, there's another guy. No one expected Eric Decker to be a superstar, but Peyton Manning, what does he do? Makes a superstar out of Eric Decker. You know, come on. It, it is what it is, and that's just kind of the way it works out. But um, watch out for that. That, that, that is, that's, that, that's big news. Back to this one. Um, I, I, know, I know you have Minnesota high up on your division. I don't know where you got them, but I, I'm not in a trust area on the Minnesota Vikings. Um, as far as that's concerned. And, yes, that obviously means I think Detroit's going to be there. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, there's a football team that needed a coaching change, and that was the Detroit Lions. And, yes, they got one of the best out there on the defensive side of the ball, which is where they need to improve because I think they got what they need offensively. Of course, they'll always need that signing. But when you got Matthew Stafford, you have a franchise quarterback. You have a quarterback now that can throw to more than one wide receiver because you don't have Calvin Johnson on this football team. We have a quarterback that might learn to throw to the tight end in the red zone. We'll find that out. Um, but I think that Detroit Lions have made some changes in where they needed it the most, and that's the head coaching job. And, you know, granted, I don't expect the Detroit Lions to make the playoffs, which tells you also I don't expect the Minnesota Vikings to make the playoffs. Um, that having been said, it, this one right here, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting big things from the Detroit Lions because of the, the change they made at the head coaching position, and sometimes that's what you need. Sometimes you need new bus driver, Quavo, and I think it's going to definitely help the Detroit Lions as they move forward with him at the head coaching. Of course, I'm talking about the one guy with the big beard, the one guy that wears the hat almost backward. Oh, he does wear it backward. For, and I can't remember the cat's name, so you'll tell me who it is. But I think that was big for them at the uh, head coaching position for the Lions. Yeah, it was a good hiring. Uh, Matt Patricia is his name, Sonny. Yeah, so, Matt Patricia, uh, that's it. You know, was a defensive coordinator for for a few years over in New England. So, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you know, another, another Belichick protege out there uh, getting a head coaching job. So, Let's um, see if he can be successful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why Josh McDaniels backed off of getting a head coaching job, uh, whatever the case may be, but – um, you know, Patricia decided to go, you know, to spread his own wings and, and fly away, and, and now he's a head coach up in Detroit. Um, so uh, I, I'm in agreement with you, Sonny. I've got Detroit in second as well. Um, you do? I do. I do. 
And, um, you know, th- this is so just me thinking. do you have thinking. Minnesota in third place? I do not, actually. I've got Minnesota winning the division, which means I have the guys just north of us with the cheese on their head in third place. Wow. Look, Sonny, look. You know, you you fit, you you bought into the semi court craziness is what you did because you know, I I, th- I think I I think you did you 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 bit off on it because I've been talking about the Green Bay Packers not being as good and I think Green Bay wins this division just basically by default. What is your reasoning? You got them dropping into third place. I'm very interested in knowing. Well, some of the some of the reasons why you had them missing the playoffs the past couple of years, just simply in the fact that. Aaron Rodgers is solely uh, carrying the, the load weapon. up there in Green Bay. Yeah. You know, and, you know, Jordy Nelson is gone now. Um, they still don't have a running back, okay? And the defense is still the same. Like, Green Bay didn't really do anything to improve their squad, so. I agree. Why, 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 I, don't, I don't see how they got better. Uh, if anything, to me, I think they got worse because they lost Jordy Nelson. Now, Okay, yeah, they got Jimmy Graham, and that's great and all. They added Mercedes Lewis at the tight end. So they got two tight ends, okay? How much is that really going to help them, though? How much Depends could, on how they spread the ball. You're right, Cuervo. You know, did they did – they, uh, let me see. Uh, I'm trying to remember who they drafted in the first round. I want to say it was a corner, a defensive back. Um, which is not a wide receiver or or anything on defense for that matter. Yeah, Jair Alexander was their first round pick. Yeah, I was, I, I was remembered the last name. I couldn't remember his first name. So yeah. So to me, not, I not mean, impressive at all. I agree with you, Cuervo. I, I I I'm I'm not impressed by that. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I'm sure they need another corner. Um, you know, they don't have the best. They don't have the best secondary in the league. Well, let's let's be real. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, I think there were bigger needs, especially because, you know, again, Jordy Nelson was already off the you know, off to Oakland, and now they have Devontae Adams, who is a good receiver. After that, though, I mean, they really who who do they have to throw the ball to? Absolutely. They're going to have uh, – uh, I know one of the other guys, uh, rookies, have, have been really uh, playing very well in the preseason. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, because I'm, I'm looking at the roster. That's why I know the name. Uh, Fifth-round pick guy. So, um, I, I just don't know if he'll be able to continue that production in the regular season. But, yeah, I, that's why I've got Green Bay finishing third. It has nothing to do with, like, oh, you know, because I hate the Packers. It's not about that. I've picked the Packers to win the division in the past. I yes, just think you have. This year, though, uh, for this year, though, they haven't done anything to improve their squad. So, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be another year of, hey, either, either you ride the coattails of Aaron Rodgers and you get in the playoffs, or he gets hurt again, and now you have Deshaun Kaiser as your backup. Because you didn't have enough faith in in um, uh, Brett Hundley, so you went and traded and got Deshaun Kaiser, and now he's your backup. So, but um, yeah, it, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty unfortunate that Aaron Rodgers has to go another year without weapons, and 
you know, he's already expressed his frustration. So it's going to be an interesting year for the Packers. And I think there's going to be, this is going to be the first time that we see the Packers as a team that doesn't have the chemistry that we're used to seeing. Yeah. So uh, Todd throws out there that the Green Bay Packers never improved. That's right. And and I'm just – the reason why I picked the Packers is really not because – you know, Aaron Rodgers, if anybody can do it in this league that make names out of nobody, it will be him. Um, You know, and and frankly, I don't even like the pick. I don't like any of these teams in this division. And if if they didn't have it to where teams in every division would make the playoffs, I wouldn't pick anybody in the North to make the playoffs. So that's mm-hmm. that's how much that's how much I don't believe in the uh, NFC North as where as uh, where they are as far as moving forward. Now that having been said, that that creates a lot of a lot of other things when you look at the uh, the uh, NFC West, which is the next division to talk about, which is not a lot to talk about. I'd say the same thing about the NFC West. If there were no teams that had to make it. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. Obviously, this whole division is in a complete disarray because what has happened in the West with the Seattle Seahawks not being a good football team, the Arizona Cardinals, they are completely lost. New head coach and players. Larry Fitzgerald's just wishing on a prayer. And the top two teams within the division, the Rams and San Francisco, who are going to be fighting it out for the championship. The other team will be in the playoffs, I think. But, you know, I, I don't trust Arizona. Never, you know, more than, the, more than the fact is is that they don't really have a quarterback as, to, to even talk about. Seattle defensively have been decimated. They are starting over. You want to talk about taking a grenade and blowing it up? Seattle did that, and they they have no hope of making the playoffs, none. But so the eighth man or the um, the twelfth man up there, and you better hope you better hope that Russell Wilson becomes the superstar that he's capable of being. Um, they need a good defense for Russell Wilson to be a superstar. I believe that. Um, but Arizona and the Cardinals, I have Seattle last, and I have Arizona third in this division. Um, you know, that's how bad that they made the drop that the Arizona Cardinals will even be better than they are. And I think that's because the Arizona defense is better. It's not because I think Russell Wilson is not the better quarterback. Um, I just think the defense was so decimated they're going to get beat by a lot and by mediocre football teams and the Arizona Cardinals being one of them. So I have Arizona and uh, Seattle. I have Seattle fourth, Arizona third. Is that how you got this division looking at, or do you expect the Seattle Seahawks to all of a sudden get CPR and then uh, get back up there in the top two? You know, that's a tough one, Sonny. I mean, I I want to believe that the Seattle Seahawks still have – you know, a chance in this division. I just haven't, I haven't seen where they've improved. You know, they lose Jimmy Graham. They lose Paul Richardson, one of their speedy wide receivers. Um, you know, obviously Richard Sherman goes away. A Cam Chancellor retires on it. I was so, that was, that sucked to, to hear when, because I love I mean, he was probably my favorite. As much as I talked about Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor was actually my favorite Seattle Seahawks, uh, defensively at least. I agree with you. Uh, I'm probably, right there with probably you. Probably all together. 
you know, because I just I just liked the way he played the game and he was just overall he was a good person off the field too. You know, I, I read yep. some of the things that he did in the in the community up there in Seattle and he's just a top notch guy, so uh, you know, good luck to him, whatever he's doing now, you know, in his future or whatever, but um I loved watching him play. Yeah, and so but that's uh, and you know, the the wild card is Earl Thomas, Sonny, because I mean I don't know if if he even wants to play for Seattle anymore, if, if he's going to come back and, and just play for them or what the deal is going to be with him. But he's the last of the LOB, the Legion of Boom, that you have up in Seattle. And, so. and, and he hasn't even signed on really. For, and, I mean, I, and I might not have been paying attention, so I'll, I'll put it out there. Sometimes I don't hear everything. But I don't hear that he's even excited about coming back to play. You know, a new regime. I'm going to start up. Normally, something like that, a player like a a chancellor will stand up and say, man, I'm looking forward to next year and looking forward to bringing on these new players and kicking ass and taking names. And I'm just not hearing that from him. Now, that's not a shot at him. That's just, you know, what it is. And the, frankly, him being quiet might be the best thing for him because he might just say something that might not be the best thing to say. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so being quiet might be the right thing. Uh, but Seattle, lots of trouble. Arizona, new coach, new new regime, no quarterback, I, that, this whole thing, which leaves the Rams in the 49ers square vote. And I'm not a believer in the Rams. I'm just not. I mean, you can go out and sign everything, and they have done a good job. They've gotten the talent, but sometimes you get too much. And I think the Los Angeles Rams are going to be a victim of their own success of getting the guys. And when you get so many guys like the Rams have, I don't know if everybody is capable of being on the same page. San Francisco, on the other hand, they get their quarterback. That's the number one thing they needed to handle Cuervo, and they got him. And I'm telling you right now, Jimmy G, the Patriots are going to go back and look at this and, and go, we did make the mistake. Because that, you know, and, and Tom Brady may play for another two years, okay? And I get how you need to get value for a player, but they didn't get anybody for Jimmy Garoppolo. Not anybody. When you look at the when you look at the the landscape of the reason why that Jimmy Garoppolo is in San Francisco, San Francisco made out like a bandit, and not only that, they hopefully can be able to change their image of being a team that is in total disarray. Okay, to being a team that can put it together, and it has to start at the quarterback position, and they got an offensive line to back them. So you got the number one, number two positions out on the football field covered for you. Now it's up to the defense. And I think that their defense has improved big time, Cuervo. Not adding the big names, but guys that can go out there and do it. Los Angeles got the names, but I'm worried about that franchise right there. Maybe not even imploding in reality, Cuervo, because of every guy that they brought to him. I think they brought too many uh, I think they brought too many pieces to the game in reality, and I think it's going to hurt them. And, you know, I know that sounds incredibly mm-hmm. crazy, Cuervo, but, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not big on a team that really comes out of nowhere, and that's what the Rams did too. They came out of nowhere to do what they're doing. Now, talk about coming out of nowhere is San Francisco, but I see the pattern um, that it works better. Too many egos, too many heads, too many ideas that will be floating around. I think it's going to hurt them. Who do you have winning this division in the NFC West? Yeah, Sonny, so, I mean, 
and it's not because I'm in love with the team. I just think, like you said, I mean, you know, the, the direction that they're going in and the direction that the other teams in this, in this division are going in. Yeah, I've got the Niners winning it too. And, and again, I mean, do I think that they're going to be a team that will be a threat in the NFC uh, uh, postseason? No, they'll, they'll be a one-and-done uh, uh, playoff team. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think, again, now you mentioned, you know, the, the Patriots are going to regret, you know, maybe we should have kept. Robert Kraft is the one that, that really needs to take the blame, if you will, if Garoppolo turns around and becomes a stud and, and you know, is a playoff team and, and who knows, maybe even a Super Bowl contender and, and New England's looking back and saying, damn, we had that guy and we blew it. Robert, if Robert Kraft doesn't take ownership of that, then, um, then he's, he's, you know, just as much of a, a hypocrite as an owner as, as anybody out there because, He's the reason that he is no longer in New England. All right. Right. Bill Bell checked everything he could to advise uh, Robert Kraft and saying, don't let, we, we can't let this guy go. He's going to be the future. But, you know, Mr. Kraft having that loyalty that he has to Tom Brady said, no, get rid of him. And that's what they did. So, um, you know, when the boss says do something, you got to do it. Whether, whether you agree with it or yep. not. So, um, yep. One day, one day though, I, I hope if, if Robert Kraft is, is the type of owner and top notch guy that everybody thinks he is, he will take full responsibility for them missing on Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. It'll be very interesting. And here's the funny thing, Cuervo, like you said, the one and done, I agree with you a hundred percent. I'll tell you right now, if the Rams make the playoffs, they won't be one and done. That means they came together enough, and I think they'll. I, I think they'll go far. I I think they could they could be the surprise coming out of a wild card spot out of everybody, um, and I think they can win some football games. So I'm right there with you. Now I would love to see. I I want I I want to be a 49er fan this year, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. Sometimes when you have a franchise quarterback or a franchise that is such a storied franchise that you always want to see them do well. Okay, and the 49ers haven't done anything, you know, since, you know, in reality, since Jim Harbaugh took them there. But that was a rocky relationship. I want to see a relationship that's good between the front offices and the coaches and the players, more so than just one or the others. You know, I think the team's put together well Um, now. And I think the fact of the matter is, is that we're hearing less from the front office from the 49ers this year compared to the years past that that puts them in a better position to get better. Um, you know, so Jared Goff, I, I like the guy. I think the guy is going to be good um, in, in reality concussion problem. I don't know if that'll be a problem. I, I feel this guy's going to get beat up too, but I think they're capable of going further in the playoffs than the 49ers. I know it sounds incredible. I should pick the Rams, but no, I, I, I just think it's going to, if they do well in the playoffs, it's going to be because they became, they came together at the end of the season to make the playoffs. And, and, and that's a tough road to go Cuervo. Cause you look at the AFC West, you know, you got the same thing going on over there. They, AFC West is a a division of football that is so tough. It's tough to pick who's going to win and lose in this division. Cuervo, I looked this one over, Cuervo. 
I don't even know who to pick in this division. So this is the time where I'm going to let Cuervo. I don't even know who to pick to win this division. I'm completely lost. Now, there's only one team I know of that I don't think is going to do well. And and that is the Denver Broncos. I'm not I, I'm not I'm not I'm not sold on the Denver Broncos at all. And I know my my man Todd don't want to hear that. But the other three teams in this division, Cuervo, I think could be fighting for the division championship. Um, and, and I don't know where it is. So I'll start with Denver. Denver's got yeah. And, and I think they are. I think they're going to be good in a couple of years. I think the Denver Broncos in a couple of years could be finding themselves where they'll be playing in the AFC Championship game if they put it together. But that's going to be the big question, Cuervo. Will they be able to put it together? And when you look at the roster, it needs improvement. But right now, the only team I see, and I, you know, maybe I, finishing last in the division, I don't know. But Denver, Denver's got a tough schedule coming up, and and that's and that's not good for them. They start with what the good thing is they start with the Arizona Cardinals and Seattle. But after that, they got a tough schedule coming their way, and. I, I don't know if I trust him. Do you trust the Denver Broncos this year? About as far as I can throw them, Sonny. So the answer is absolutely not. <laughs> so, yeah. but I do have some news on the Denver Broncos. So uh, okay. this one's not as big as Eric Decker, but if you want into Ted Koppelbutt, you can. But the Denver Broncos, as of today, have made a signing. So, oh, well, uh, then g- give me there. There we go. Yeah, so I, I actually have heard this. I've heard about this, this one about. Oh, let me see. Let me check my phone. About an hour ago, the news came out, but I wanted to save it until we got to the AFC West. Uh, the Denver Broncos, Sonny, have signed Adam Pacman Jones to the squad. So that adds depth uh, to the to the secondary. Obviously, them losing a key to lead. It is you know probably a reason why they decided to go that route, but um, yes, Sonny Pacman Jones is now a Denver Bronco. Wow, that uh, that I I think it's you know for Adam Pacman Jones is probably the toughest for me to separate the guy from the from the player. He's probably the toughest. Now I'm going to give the guy some credit. There was some guy in his face. He walked away from it as long as he could before he had to act on it. And thank goodness that was on video because I don't know if we go Pac-Man being Pac-Man if, if there wasn't video to that. So I've got to give him the credit. So I, I will mm-hmm. give him the credit. And by the way, I, and Todd reminded me, they have Arizona the last game of the preseason, if I'm not mistaken, um, you know, this week. So that, you know, that's where they are. August 30th, yes, is their last preseason game. So that's actually a preseason game. They start off with Seattle, Oakland, Baltimore, Kansas City, Jets, Rams, before they get to Cardinals in week seven, and then they get Kansas City and Houston. Man, that, that, that's brutal. I mean that that's a brutal schedule. Seattle might be the 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 weak link along with Arizona, um, but man, that's a brutal schedule headed their way. Uh yeah, yeah, no, it is, Sonny. And just to kind of recap, uh, I had Seattle, or uh, I'm sorry, I've got Arizona last, followed by Seattle in third. I got the Rams second, and, and the 49ers winning that division. And by the way, I'm still. 
I'm still uh, on the fact that I think the Rams, um, hopefully it doesn't happen, but, you know, I, I just have that feeling that, that you know, because you mentioned all the guys that they've signed. Hopefully they can keep them all, but when a team does that, they always tend to lose one. And, that's and, and, it's, and it's unfortunate, that's, but that's what I'm – Good point. I'm, I, you know, I, I kind of have a feeling could happen. I'm not hoping for it, but I just have that feeling. Good point. Yeah, I, I did forget because that does happen. And the AFC West, uh, Denver. So, so sell me on somebody, Cuervo. All right. So let's go to your third. I mean, because really, I'm up. Sure. In, I, I, this is a horrible. This is a hor- it's not a horrible division. It's a horrible fa- way to think about this division because I got a hunch about a team in this division. And I don't okay. know if it's justified or not. So, so I, you know, if I was to guess, I'm going to tell you I'm, I don't trust Oakland. So if I was going to put it in that situation, I'm going to put the Oakland Raiders in third place. And the, and the main reason is, is that when you get a new coach into John Gruden, um, it, it, that's, you know, you're making, you're making a statement with that guy but I don't know how quick this guy's going to be able to come in there to do something. Are, are you trusting John Gruden? Uh, listen, Sonny, I love me some Chucky, but uh, but I, I, he needs time. I mean, you you can't put the put the pressure of winning this division on him the first season. Okay, I agree. The, the Raiders the Raiders have a lot of things to take care of, and you know what? It it doesn't even start on the field. Okay. Khalil Mack has not even shown up to a game. I don't. Yep. Even, I don't think he's shown up to a practice. Man, Sonny, if you don't take care of Khalil Mack, you could forget I, about winning this division. You could I forget agree. about I mean, doing anything this year. Right now, with that, that's you, such a bad decision for them. Well, you know what? Let me rephrase that. It doesn't even have to be about taking care of Khalil Mack. Make a decision. Same thing with the Pittsburgh Steelers with Le'Veon Bell. Make a choice. Are you going to keep him or not? That way, as a franchise, you can move forward. And can I ask you a question? I'm going to ask a dumb one. Is he still under contract, or is he a restricted free agent? Oh no, no, he's still under contract. Teams would be going insane. They would be going nuts if he was a free agent right now, restricted or unrestricted. Uh, he'd be getting offer sheets out the yin yang, Tony, if if he was any type of free agent. So no, he's still under contract. The problem yeah. is they're trying to work out an extension. He's holding out because he wants that. He wants the extension that he's looking for, and the Raiders just haven't given it to him yet. Is basically I, what I, it comes down to. So in their defense, Cuervo, in their defense, and I hey. hey. I'm the yeah, first he's still under contract. Khalil Mack, I understand. Khalil Mack is a badass. I mean, ten and a half sacks last year, eleven, um, eleven and forty over his career. Cuervo, the guy gets to the quarterback, and that's a guy you pay. But at the same time, you have him under contract. And you show up, and and they're going to find the hell out of him. Look, um, so th- it, it's a standoff here right now, Cuervo. And 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 the fines have started. The fines have started. But yep. this is the way. This is the way today's NFL. Well, actually, any athlete in any sport, this is how they communicate their frustration is by, you know, not, not confronting the – yeah, holding out or just not wanting to face the situation. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, just, that's just today's generation. 
You know, they don't like confrontation. It's all about social media or having somebody else speak for you. Okay, whatever. Right. You know, it's not the same as when you grew up or, or even when I grew up. So, um, yep. you know, we used to handle our problems face-to-face. So, But you know what? Yep. Hey, it is what it is. Things are different now, right? That's just right. not today's person. But anyways, so that's, you know, I, I you're right. He's still under contract. He still has an obligation. But this is the choice that he made, Sonny. He's not showing up. So the fines have started. Um, so just in case you didn't know that. Um, I, I, but, I, I had a and feeling they were. Yep. Yeah. So, so, so that, that's what it is. Sick, yeah, that, that puts them in a situation. I think we're both in agreement in third. I, you know, my hunch, Cuervo, Kansas City, I think they're going to be hurting. I mean, I, I like I like the moves that they made in moving. Getting, the, I love their quarterback. I do. I love I love McCombs. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to take experience over excitement. I have Los Angeles. I have the Chargers winning this division, and, and mainly because of experience. I, but if the Kansas City Chiefs won this division, it would not shock me. Um, I love McCombs. I think I think McCombs can actually get Kansas City to a playoff spot as well. But I don't think they're going to win the division because of experience um, at all positions, Cuervo. Um, and, and plus, I don't – Andy Reid Andy Reed might be wearing I was welcome in Kansas City. That This could be an interesting situation about the head coaching situation in Kansas City and the, and the Chargers. I don't think they have really anything to lose in reality. Uh, they got Phillip Rivers. I, I think they're going to be set. I think they played well last year. I think they saw the potential, and I think that they're ready to go this year to move forward to win the division. So in a shocker, because I don't even – I don't even feel good about the pick, but that's who I got. I have the Chargers winning this division, Cuervo. Well, Sonny, you know what? This is this is why we've been doing this together for nine years. Okay, um, we we both we both know football, and uh, I'm on board with you. I've got the Chargers winning this division as well. Here's the deal. Wow. Okay. I, as much as I like the Kansas City Chiefs, okay. They lost Alex Smith. They lost a Pro Bowl corner in Marcus Peters. And yep. if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, Derek Johnson, Pro Bowl linebacker, retired. So those are three huge blows to this Kansas City Chiefs team uh, that uh, that that they that they took a hit. You know that that's three big time guys that they've lost. When you lose three guys like that, and they're all Pro Bowl. I don't know if Alex Smith made the hey, Pro Bowl hey. last year. Cuervo, just to let you know, yes, just to let you know, Andy Reid at one point wanted Derek Johnson to rejoin that team as a coach. So that's how much they need that guy. Well, I, and I don't know if it happened, but I don't think it did. I don't Obviously, know if it did either. You're saying wanted to, but uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm, you know, I like, I like the Chargers as well. Listen. Um, I just like I like the how do I say it? I like the talent on this football team. Yeah, and, and for people that kind of felt like Philip Rivers didn't have it anymore, look, I think I think last year proved that the injuries to Keenan Allen, uh, Antonio Gates, that that's all it was. It was just a lack of a lack of his weapons due to injuries. And and it happens to teams all the time. Look, you know, I mean, teams suffer injuries all the time and and, and whatnot. 
you know, for Phillip Rivers, he finally had his guys last year, and you saw what the Chargers uh, were able to do. They, they damn, didn't quite make. They damn near, did they make? Did they make the playoffs? But are they no. damn near made it? Uh, they damn near made it. They didn't. They did not make it though. Um, Unlike that made Brian it in that Hoyer and the, the Browns winning the last four games of the season didn't even mean squat. The, the Philip Rivers played a meaningful games, making a shot for the playoffs. Well, well, what happened was um, there was a scenario that happened where uh, it was the hold on, let me see. I'm I'm trying to remember what team it was that. There were like three things that had to happen in order for them to get in, and I yeah. think it was the I think it was the uh, the Titans, if I remember right. There were like three things that had to happen, and, and the Titans had like a two percent chance of making the playoffs or something like that, and they wind up getting in. So um, it was nothing to, to me. I don't hold that against the the Chargers. You know, they did everything they had to do to uh, to get in the playoffs. It was just. Uh, it was just a little too much for them to uh, overcome. So, I, I've got the I like the Chargers this year. I think they're a team that that will continue to to get better. And I'm going to call it now. I'm going to call it now. As much as I love my guy Roquan Smith in Chicago, okay, and he frustrated me a little bit with the whole holding out uh, due to the <laughs> uh, I don't I don't want to get fined for helmet to helmet. Look, dude. You ain't special, okay? You're you're a rookie. You haven't played a snap in the NFL yet. So you trying <laughs> to look for that type of coverage, like get over yourself, okay? So exactly. anyway, I'm calling it right now. Today's what, August 26th? Yes. Yeah, 26. today's August 26th. Your defensive rookie of the year, Derwin James from the L.A. Chargers. This kid is going to be special, Sonny. I Out agree. Out of Florida out of Florida State, this guy is going to be – He's you want to talk about a badass? This guy, this guy is going to be balling. And he's going to – I don't know if you watch NFL Network at night uh, after, all the, after all of the uh, games are done, but Deion Sanders does a, does a little segment where uh, he says it's called If You Ball, You Get to Call. And I'm telling you, Derwin James, being a Florida State guy, Deion, being a Florida State guy, He's going to be calling him a lot, so be watch out for that. Derwin James is going to be your defensive rookie of the year in the NFL this year, ladies and gentlemen. Mark it. Mark that down. By the way, we got three minutes. One or two things going to happen. Either that, we're going to get cut off because the original line was actually cut off, or we can be able to continue. If we're able to continue, we will do so um, on the other side because there are still a lot of things to talk about. Um, and uh, in, in Cuervo, what is your schedule for the rest of the day? Um, honestly, Sonny, I'm, I'm as available as you need me to be until I'd say about 8, 8 p.m., 8.30 p.m. your time. Okay, here's what's going to happen. If we go into uh, – what, what we're going to do is, is that we're going to close this show out. I'm going to go live um, uh, because there's still a lot of things to talk about. We need to talk any NFL news all right, or anything that happened. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to go ahead. We're going to restart another show because I have the old school method of blog talk radio. I can do that. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to reset this up, 
uh, if we uh, here on the other side, and we're going to go live five minutes after the top of the hour, and I will let you know when we're online, and I'll let Todd know. I'm just going to continue on because there are a lot more stuff to talk about, and we we might as well talk about it while we got the opportunity and we're wide open. So I am going to do that. We're going to do that. We're going to go ahead and end this portion of the show. We'll start up part two on the other side at about five or six after as soon as I can get it up and going and go live we'll do so here on the Couch Potato Sports Show I'll send out the actual uh, link as well that at least Todd as he's listening and we'll talk a little bit more good three hours talk, we talked a total of five or six divisions of football um, that's pretty good in three hours we're going to do that we're going to go on the other side take a quick break hit the head get some coffee we'll be back at 305 Central Standard Time here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be back. Everybody that don't join us, we'll see you at 9 a.m. for week number one of the NFL. And don't forget about Friday Night Lights here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as your Rowlett Eagles, they are going to be taking on the Mustangs of McKinney at the new stadium. We got all of our credentials all set. Me and the Eagle Eye will do that. We'll do it on the other side here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be back. 